Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're back at you in your face with both the dudes in charge. You are listening to Heroes of Noi, episode 22, and we have not only Steve, but... Hi, everybody. Your old buddy Dan is back. Happy... Well, actually, we're recording on Sunday, so may I be the first to tell you, folks, happy Easter Fool's Day. How's it going? Yes, it is. Yes, it is that. I'm not even entirely sure, bro, that it's Easter. I think that April Fool's is fucking with it us. It is. And it's really not Easter. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yep. Oh, snap. I'm telling you. Am I, are we even doing a podcast right now? Now you're just talking nonsense, Steve. That just makes no sense. Way to start the show. I'm like, <laughs> fucking glad to be back. Ay, ay, ay. Here we go. Take two. No. <laughs> Man. And cut. So, Dan, we missed you. We did have a show, but Dan, the, the listeners, as much as we love anyone who fills in for you, Johnny Buck's killing it. We missed you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, let me just say, first and foremost, to you, Mr. Bucks, thank you so much for stepping up, man, and doing that. I know that's it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not for everyone, but you did a good job, sir. And thank you very much. That British accent's going to put me out of a gig, I'm telling you. Good morning. This is a heroes of noise. Hello, mates. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Man, look. Look, I am jazzed for the day because... I looked at your notes and your notes say a few interesting things that you've watched that I'm interested in talking to you about. However, I'm wondering how much you're really going to be able to say about one thing particular without ruining stuff. Like for me, I'm not really worried about ruining things or doing spoilers, but today we had a talk and we were talking and we were like, yeah, during the show, we don't really pay attention to spoilers. And I'm like, you know what? I need to be more conscious of that. Because I was clowning someone else for spoiling something. And you're like, yeah, like we do any better. And I was like, you know what? We don't. So today, I'm making an announcement. I'm going to be way more conscious about spoilers. And if I do do a spoiler, I'm going to give, how many seconds does it take to push pause, Dan? I think we should just be like, okay, at this point, there are spoilers abound. So you have been warned. Five, four, I don't know, five. Let's say five. Ooh, we could put the Janet Jackson countdown for Rhythm Nation. And the only reason, sure, I'll find that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that's expecting that, before, but we could. That's a little bit before your time, bro. We could. What are you talking about, man? I saw Janet in concert. You know this. <laughs> no, um, you didn't. I did, I did. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hold oh, on, though. What are you, I was trying to address the first thing, Damn Steve. It. Yes. And I forgot Go it ahead. now. I fucking forgot no, what you were, were saying. About. No, you're okay. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he has flu brain. <laughs> I do have. I do. <laughs> I have flu brain, man. You, if you hear the whole story on a pregame that we did, which Dude. I'm happy to say was fun as hell. I'm really glad we got that one out. It's been a while. Here, here's talking to Dan today. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm good. How was your day today? Well, the day. Um, hmm. <laughs> What did you ask me again? It's so true. I was asking about your, it's your so day. It's so true, oh. man. I'm going to pre-apologize, guys. If you don't if you don't listen to the pre-show, I'm not telling the whole story over again, but I am on day six of the flu, and I'm feeling much better today. I've, I'm in good spirits, but 
I got flu brain. Yeah. What can I say? And I'm coughing a bunch. So bear with me, yes. folks. I'm happy to be yes. back. And I think this is going to be a good one this week. But yes, I, I am would, sick. I would ask Dan to do the um, contact information, but I'm worried he'll get halfway through <laughs> and forget what in the world. It's very possible. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> I'm happy to do so, though. Yes. And the funny thing is, you try to talk yourself into knowing. I'll be like, so how's everything going? How What did you do on blah, 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 blah? I'll be like, well, you know, the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not going to lie. I am not going to tell you one piece of a lie about what you are just, okay, what am I talking about right now? <laughs> I'm like, well, he tried. He tried to get through it and be like, it's going to click eventually. It's going to fire up. Then finally, you're just like, I'm sorry, man. I just, I don't even know what you're asking. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, that's not the norm. But yes, that's definitely going on today. All right. I'm going to leave that shit in. I'm not even going to edit it out, too, for a good, because I'm sure we'll get one of these on there today. I got too much to say. so funny, Oh, man. How many times did it happen on the pregame? Like three, four? Yeah, there are the few. But the thing is, I I legit thought that you were just going a roundabout way of answering the question. I was in. So you could have been, I was like, oh, I'm in for this story. Then finally, you're just like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're I didn't know what what, what I'm going to say. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Because it was convincing. I swear to you that it's an eye contact thing, and we, we it's a lack thereof. You know what I mean? Like we don't record face to face, which will hopefully change very soon. But I think I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a just a distraction thing or something like that. But I think that if I we were face to face and I'm having a conversation, put it this way, that shit doesn't happen when I'm talking to someone face to face. Not even with flu brain. Maybe with flu brain, but I don't usually talk to people with flu brain. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast with the flu, so. First, first time for everything, right? What the fuck right, are I talking ladies. about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. There you go. All right. So um, I can do the contact if you want me to do. Nah. It's up to you. Nah, right? man. I'm, I'm happy to Handle do it. it. Handle it. Cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, hi there. How are you? This is Dan Ramirez of the Heroes of Noise, and holy hell do I have some information for you. If you want, it's all contact information. Spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to do a five-second spoiler break. Hey, I'm back. So now, spoilers, contact info, everyone. Check this out. If you want to reach the Heroes of Noise and email us, you can hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. Myself, Dan, at DanQPublic, and my buddy Steve over there at at SE underscore Hudson Music. I can already hear my voice going out. <clears throat> if you want to reach us on Instagram, the uh, place to get us there is at, at Heroes of Noise Podcast. Facebook, Heroes of Noise Podcast. We have this thing called Vero. I don't know what it is, but Heroes of Noise Podcast is there too. There's a whole bunch of shit I'm going to talk about right now. All of it can be found at www.heroesofnoise.com. That's the home base. Keep watch on there. Things are going to get bigger and exciting on there. I guarantee it. Uh, what else can I talk about here? You, while you're there, feel free to subscribe to the show. There are many channels for you and many outlets for you to do so. Even YouTube now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, not only is the Heroes of Noise now on YouTube, where you can hear exactly what you're hearing now, but have a funny little picture or something like that with it. And one day we're going to go live, guaranteed. Uh, you can check us out there, and you can also check out The Word. If you're listening to The Word, you like our show, all of those are now on YouTube, and so will the next season. So good things are coming and then lastly um we're blogging now so there's a blog there and i, I had one entry to it but uh let's let's get let's get steve on this here steve i need you to blog so we can make it a group effort thing other than that that's pretty much it yeah i didn't hit the mark like i usually do when i'm doing the contact info but again flu brain trying not to forget shit that's all i have to say for the moment
Back to you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into the show. That's going to be our new uh, theme song for actually getting into the show. One more time. I, uh, Ready? Go ahead. Two, three, la- four. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into the show. To the show. <laughs> That's a dope <laughs> intro, dog. What are you talking about? In the background, I can be like, to the show. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get the choir. Time I'm going to get the choir to where the I show. play. Hell like, yeah, hey, and then we break it down. So it's like, ladies and gentlemen. Got the choir in the background. Oh, shit. I got my organ ready. And that's why I podcast and not sing. Oh, you know what, G? You sing better than you think you do. Nah, I got golden tones. We talking, did you hear that note? I said, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Come from somewhere back in the long ago. <laughs> I, I was just about to say you sound like my, Michael. So okay. no four, oh, snap. You knew. <laughs> I didn't think you knew the next words because I didn't. Bro, my dad was a Doobie Brothers fan. Sentimental fool is what he said. Sentimental fool. No one knows Sentimental that. Fool. Damn. <laughs> 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 so stupid. What the fuck are we doing? You know what other you know do you know the good times theme? Uh you're making not it really. Back. It goes Good times, anytime you need a friend. Good, good times, anytime you need a friend. Good times. What's that? Exactly. Keeping your head above water. Make it away if you can. Got this part. Temporary layoffs. Good times. Easy. Easy credit ripoffs. Oh yeah. Now what? Scratching ants. Is it scramping and surviving? And survive. Yeah. And now, then, what's the next one? No one knows that one. Getting blown in a drive-in? <laughs> I'm going to say, getting blown in a drive-in. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought, that's what I was about to think. How'd they get that path? I don't think anyone knows it because I was singing with my friends and we got all the way till there and they're like, hey, what did she say right there? I'm like, I don't know. And we haven't Googled it. We won't allow each other to Google and it. And I won't either because I think that's a good way because, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their head above water. They're making um, away temporary you layoffs. You know, there's Good a lot time. of there's a lot of negative things that are going on. So why not end the day by getting blown at the drive in? You know what? And you know what just struck me? What's that? It's a very sarcastic song. Keeping your head above temporary layoffs. Good times. Easy credit. Rip. Good time. It's a sarcastic song. Yeah, it is. It is. I didn't think about that. I love that show. <laughs> I don't know why. So do I. Love I, that show, I, do, I love it. All right, so look, man, before we get started, I want to first say again, Dan, we really missed you. We really, uh, as we love Johnny Bucks. Johnny Bucks was killing. Um, we know, if you listen to the pre the um, whiteboard sessions, you know that. AKA uh, the pregame. Yes, the, that Dan had an interesting excursion, but I'm glad you made it back safe. Thank I'm glad you, everybody's in one, pay, in one piece. Um, I'm glad your boy was able to get a smile on his face and everything, and I'm glad you got some really cool pictures from WonderCon. If you're wondering how his WonderCon um, episode went, it's on our um, on our pregame. Our incredibly long pregame, actually. I think we did a it good, was really good hour and a half on that one, so you guys get yeah. a treat this week, at least as far as time is concerned. Two good long shows this week. So Dan had the flu. Has Dan the went flu. To Wonderco- has the flu. Dan went to WonderCon. Dan went to Disneyland. And yet he still found the time to watch something. What things did you watch, Dan? Brother, when you're asked out on a couch for six days, 
<laughs> you get a chance to watch something. So in between yes. my fever dreams, yes, I did watch a few things, Steve. Would you like me to go ahead and start with that, Please. sir? Please. Happy to. Happy to. So let's see. What am I going to talk about first? I got a few things. Uh, I will say, guys, just addressing it, because I know that when by the time this comes out, you're going to hear a bunch of Ready Player One podcasts. And uh, Steve got to see that last night. And uh, I did not. And I was going to try and do that today. But now my wife is sick. So I'm home. And I'm needing to stay close, you know, close to the mic, but also close to my wife because I want to make sure that she gets what she needs. Anyway, I'm going to try and check out. Actually, there's no trying. I'm going to check out Ready Player One at least a couple times this week. And hopefully we're going to have a pretty, pretty good, like, what do you think? Like a breakdown show, Steve? Maybe not a breakdown show, but we're going to get into some heavy discussion about Ready Player One next week, right? I have a lot to say about that movie. Yes. Will that old man brain of yours remember all this shit in a week? I don't know. Will your flu brain? <laughs> what are we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got jokes even though I got the flu. You y'all. do. You do. All right. Down to business. Here we go. I think the first thing that I'm going to talk about is something that I... It's. I think it's out now. I think it's out now. Uh, it's on AMC. Uh, Steve... You, uh, I made you aware of this a couple weeks ago, but we were lucky enough to be the recipients to the AMC screener site, and that's pretty freaking bomb. I, I'm happy about that. I'm really hoping it's going to come in handy uh, right around June when we start doing the word again, but we'll see how it goes. But you know what? AMC, they were good enough to allow a couple of schlubs like us access there, and I want to make sure to make good on that there. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about, first and foremost, AMC, is a show that's uh, brand new. It's called The Terror. And um, have you heard about it, Steve, at all? Do you know anything about the terror? The funny thing is it came on because uh, I thought that there was an extra long episode of The Walking Dead because I recorded it like two hours. I'm like, oh, dope. It's an extra long episode. But then it went off when I was watching it. Um, and I was like, oh, shouldn't it just stop recording? And they're like, no, somehow they got it so that, oh, no, if you record Walking Dead, you're going to also record the terror. I'm like, I didn't know that they could even code it to do that. So you also recorded um, the t- which is genius because they know, hey, most people are going to turn off their DVRs. So it kept going into the terror. So I watched a bit of it and um, I said, I'm going to come back to it le- later. I just never got around. I'm wondering, tell me how good it got, really. Well, I haven't gotten all the way through with it yet. Okay. But, uh, I'm about four episodes in. And uh, okay. you know what? It's pretty interesting, man. I'm going to try and give you a little bit of a. This is a, this is a fair enough little synopsis here, but I'll, I'll I'll go. We'll get into it, okay? Yeah. So basically, the synopsis from IMDb is the crew of a Royal Naval expedition searching for the Arctic's treacherous. No- <clears throat> Fuck me. The crew of a Royal Naval. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Let me try it again. The crew of a Royal Naval expedition searching for the Arctic's treacherous Northwest Passage discovers it instead a monstrous predator. So I know we kind of talked about this one a little bit, and I believe the term that I used was I thought it was going to be a sea beast. Do you remember me saying that? I do. You do, because, you know, you remember everything I say, right? Um, You do, you do, and I love you for it, brother. Uh, It's not the case with this one here. I'm not going to do any spoilers like that because this is a brand new show. I can tell you that I'm actually very intrigued on this. I want to continue, you know, I want to finish it up. I want to see what happens here. Uh, It's a very, if you don't like, like anything that has to do with like isolation, you know what I'm saying? Being isolated, not necessarily like in a claustrophobic manner, but it's, I'll, I'll just give you this one little spoiler. They're, they're, they get stuck. They get stuck in ice and all kinds of crazy shit happens. And I don't want to get into that for the purposes of you guys enjoying this show. But there is something that is menacing. How's that? It's menacing to the crew there that gets go. stuck. How's yes. that? It's created by okay. David Kaj, 
Kajanich, I believe it is, and stars Jared Harris, Tobias Menzies, and Sierra Hines, not to mention a whole bunch of other people. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like this. I'm. It's something that now, okay, because we watched it on the screener site, or I watched it, meaning me and my wife watched it on the screener site, we didn't get the luxury of subtitles. Now, some of you may not need this here, but my American ass has a little trouble hearing, understanding, you know, super fast British accent sometimes. And so I would highly suggest that if that's your case, if you get stuck like watching Doctor Who and you're not exactly sure what's going on there because of the accent, put on the subtitles. It's going to make all the difference in the world. Uh, very interesting show. It's it's dark as hell, uh, but it's just it has me wanting to come back, man. Um Oh, side note, when I was at WonderCon, I actually got to do what was called the immersive experience with that. And what that basically equates to is it's like a trailer, a big, long trailer that's out in the middle of a food court where all the food trucks are. And they have to, they take all your information down for the purposes it wasn't put out yet. And I think they wanted to take pictures and put it on their site or something like that. So uh, to go off on a small tangent, it has to actually do with this. We're standing in line. And there's these guys, they're dressed up like the crew. And they just come up to you with an iPad and they're like, hey, uh, please put all your information on here, including, you know, your your phone number, your home address, yada, yada, yada. And it just, it made me kind of crazy afterwards because I, did, I, I didn't even trip. I'm like, sure, there you go, standing in line, da, 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 there I am, here's all my personal information. Any more yeah, information you need? Sure. No big yeah. deal at all. <laughs> <laughs> As did my friend Mike. And uh, sorry, guys, I'm really going to try not to cough into the mic like that. I apologize. But the thing that really bothered me about that after the fact, like after I got out of it was like, I had no problem giving that information up. It wasn't social security number or anything like that, but I didn't even like have it in my head. Like maybe I should just put a fake address down. They'll never know. No, I actually put the real information down and everything. Driver's license, the whole freaking bit. But anyway, so what happens is you go into this trailer and it was, it was a little hokey. I'll be honest with you. And the show's not hokey. Okay. But this trailer thing was... They open up the door and it's like, hello, welcome to the to Terra, you know, and this is the, they start giving you a little bit of background about what the, the mission of the terrorist, the terror is actually the ship that they're traveling on. So he does his little spiel and his fake British accent. And then you go in, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? So the show's all based around ice. Um, I probably already explained that. And it's in this trailer, there's an actual boat. It's not a real boat, but it looks like a boat. And they take like, I think 12 people in there and y'all sit too close to each other. And then they start showing <clears throat> scenes on the wall from the show. And I, everything that I saw, I already watched. So I thought I was the cool guy in the room. You know what I mean? But then, so you're immersive as they put it. They basically turn on a snow machine. So you're just getting fucking blasted with snow. They tell you, please put your electronics away. I think mostly because they didn't want you filming any of the footage, but then it just, they just blast you with all this fake snow. So you're just sitting there in a cold trailer with fake snow, watching scenes from the terror. It's kind of weird. Kind of like didn't what? change my life. Didn't really change me for the worse or anything like that. But it was one of those why moments, you know? And I understand it was just to get eyes onto the trailer, uh, excuse me, the terror. But um, anyway, yeah, that was it. That was just a little side note, but getting back to the terror, I, I think you guys should watch this one. I'm not at liberty to say I highly recommend it yet because I don't know what happens at the end. I'm on episode four, and I believe there are, I want to say there's like 10 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's 10. I'll tell you right now. 11. So there's 11 shows left, and I've watched four of them. So there's a whole bunch of, I don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you this. It's worth watching. I think that you guys will get something out of this here, particularly when you're using these subtitles. Trust me, it's going to help. 
And it's a very interesting story, dude. So I'm actually very curious to see what you think about this. I know you don't have a problem watching shows where there's British accents, you know? I mean, you watch The Crown and things like that. Come yeah, on, man. But I think that uh, this is something that I think you're going to enjoy. So. It seemed like a, a, what is that? What is that? Event Horizon on a ship. Uh, no, not really. Not really. There is some weird things that have popped up. Event Horizon style, if you will, that made me kind of go, maybe, like, put it this way. If I saw this one particular scene and nothing more and you said that, I'd be like, boom, yes. buddy. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But it's not the case. There's okay. something that is menacing. And I'll just say that. Because I okay. really don't want to ruin this here. Because Event Horizon was scary. I have yeah. not taken anything away from Event Horizon. It is scary. I'm just yeah. saying it may be scary on a boat. That's what I was not saying. Oh, it seems like Event. No, because I thought Event Horizon was legitimately scary. No, I hear you, bro. Yeah, I didn't take it that way. You know what? That movie was like one of the scarier movies I've seen. <laughs> that movie, because it had so many of those weird jump screens, not jump scares, but like the screen would switch to something menacing. You're like, whoa, it had that thing going on. But the terror looks from what I saw the few seconds, I would just, I think it was bad. I was in a bad mood then because I was just like, oh, I get two hours of walking dead only to see what the crap is going on here. And then to see that, oh, they just recorded the terror for me, which is fine, but let me know. And so I watched a few minutes. I was like, okay, I'm not jumping off here. I think that it's going to be a good show. I just have to come back knowing that I'm going to be watching this show. So did it air... I didn't really pay attention to the air date because we already had it, but did it, when did it air? Was it last week? Last week, yeah. The last okay, week yeah, right that after makes Walking sense. Dead. That makes <laughs> sense. All right. That's why they were pushing it so hard at WonderCon. I thought they gave you two shows. I thought, like, in the trailer, they let you watch two episodes of The Terror. In the show? No, on WonderCon. At WonderCon. I thought they just let you watch. Oh, gotcha. No, no, no. The whole case, episode. Man. Oh, that's Mm-mm. interesting. Yeah. And there's too much huh. to do. There's too much to do. I don't think I would want to sit there and watch, especially in the daytime when they were doing that. You know, I wouldn't want to just spend two hours of my time sitting in a, in a booth. Not that the show's bad or anything, but it's, I think they did the right thing by not doing that. Okay. Together. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. But it's, you know, I'll tell you this, guys. It's well acted. Uh, the cast is really cool, and I, I don't feel like I truly know them yet because I'm only four episodes in. But there's no way I'm stopping. I'm going to carry this all the way through because I have to see what happens. And um, I'll get back to you on that. But as of now, I highly suggest you watch this. Done. I just don't know what's going to happen as we get as we get along. You know, I, it, it could it could nosedive. I don't think it will. But it's got me like, what the fuck is this thing? And I have to know. So oh, nice. I'll get back to you on that. So it's like yeah. Lost. Kinda. I'm not saying it's the same, but it's like it's hooking you in saying, okay, there's something. What is it? There's something that they're calling it. Like they kind of think they know what it is. And it makes sense. And there's a certain attack scene. Let's just say that that happens where you're like, oh, okay, they're on point. Nope, it's not the case. And there's gore in it too. So if you like seeing, you know, the blood and the violence and things like that, that is definitely there. So, yeah, that's all I got for you on that one. All right, but I, cool. I check it out for sure. Up next, Senor, is something that I was actually pretty excited to watch. I was a little reluctant because I was thinking, okay, it's on sci-fi. I'm not a big fan of the sci-fi shows, but, you know, let's give it a try. It's it's, it's dear to my heart, of course, you know what I mean? I, I loves me some, some Superman. And what I'm talking about is Krypton. So I caught the first two, I think there's two episodes now, and I caught, caught both of those so far. I'm digging Krypton. Really? Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's very, I don't know. It's totally has me locked into it. 
there's some characters that I want to see where they're going. Um, Brainiac is going to be coming onto the show, and I've already seen what Brainiac looks like. If you watch it, you'll see what Brainiac looks like, but Brainiac looks dope as shit, and I cannot wait to see what they do with this. I'm not even going to bother really with a, a synopsis of this one, but basically what's going on is, let's see, is it worth the synopsis? Let's see what they say here. It says the untold story of Superman's grandfather as he fights for justice on his home planet. You know, honestly, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is okay. right there. It's actually a very good cast. I like all the acting in it so far. The main guy who is playing uh, Superman's grandpa by the name of Seg is an uh, actor by the name of Cameron Cuff. I haven't seen him before. Uh, you may have, if you've seen Florence Foster Jenkins or The Halcyon, he's been in, in either one of oh, those. Oh, Florence Foster Jenkins? Yeah, you know her. You know her, yeah! girl. Yeah. Dude, How's crazy. she doing, man? How's her mom? How's her mom Seems doing? fine. That's Seems good, fine. You tell, you tell her dad said hello. All right. Tell your mother I said hi for me. Yeah, yeah. Say hi to your mother for me. Um, <laughs> but no, the guy that plays uh, Seg is actually pretty good. I like his acting. Sometimes he's a little bit on the intense, you know. Like, I, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, surprising to me that this show was on the WB. You know what I mean? Okay. But it's, but it's a good show. I like the way, what's the storyline that they have. There's already reference to Superman, even though this is about his grandpa. And I'm not going to get into why it's like that. And there's a character. Okay, I'm not. First of all, I like, I love Superman. But when I say I love Superman, I don't read Superman comics. Superman to me is Christopher Reeve, and that's he's always going to be my Superman. Forever. I'll even forgive them for doing Superman 4, but Christopher Reeve is my Superman. Um, I'm going to have one of those moments right now, Steve. <laughs> I think I fucking forgot what I was about to say. But what I'm getting at is there's a character on there that's in, you know, in the Superman lore and is uh, by the name of Adam Strange. So I'd heard the name before. But I never front when it comes to comic. You'll call me out pretty quickly if that's if you think that I'm like bullshitting. Yes. Uh, but I, this is what Adam Strange is, okay? And then I'll get to why I brought him up. And guys, I know I'm sorry. I'm really trying, but um, I'm feeling all clammy and shit. So just bear with me. I'll get through this. So um, Adam Strange is an archaeologist suddenly teleported from Peru on Earth to the planet Ron through a Zeta beam, as it's called. That's his story, and and uh, you know he he develops all these powers and he's able to travel back and forth and whatnot. I'm still learning about Mr. Adam strange, but he's in the show and he's kind of the link to the past to the, excuse me, he's a link of the past and the future basically. And what he's there to do, he goes back and he's there to, um, he puts Sieg on a mission that's going to save Superman. That's all I really know about that right now, but I'm intrigued. He's (laughs) the thing is, you know how like, um, Sometimes there's a character that in television shows and they'll have like a certain, just there's a certain thing about them that they do. I don't know what it is. Like in this case, the actor, his name is Sean Sipos. Adam Strange has a, he's from like modern time. He's always wearing a Detroit hat and a hoodie, but they're all dressed like, you know, Klingons on the, from the city of Kandor. So it, it's like an odd contrast. And there's even a point where they go, look, we got to get you some new clothes. Go see this guy. Tell him I sent you. And he's going to dress you so you don't look like you're standing out. Okay. Okay, got it. So he does this, but he still comes back with his damn hat on, you know, and and, it, and it's not like they're even making it a joke. It's just the way it is. A little bit lame, but I'm so willing to forgive that for what else is to come. There's an actor, the Zods on this show, brother, are uh, every Zod that I've seen so far is actually a person of color. So that was new to me. Nice. Every, every form of Zod I've ever seen, not the case, right? But there's a love interest in the show. And it's played by a woman by the name of Georgina Campbell. 
She's from, you may have seen her in Black Mirror. She was in Broadchurch. She plays Lita Zod. And I like this character. She's kind of brutal. She's tough as shit. And she's keeping Sag in check. And um, I'm curious what other people think about this, guys. <laughs> if you like the show, let me know. I plan to keep watching it. I think, Steve, it's definitely something that's going to be up your alley. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you say about it, too. But two episodes in, all I can tell you is that I'm in so far. There's no, like, this is lame. Um, I think that they're on the right track. There's a lot of things that they're, you know, uh, they're like Easter eggs. You know what I mean? Like, there's things like, oh, that's where that comes from. That kind of stuff. You see origins. That's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of origin stuff there that translates into the modern Superman story. So, so far, so good. Watch it. Sci-Fi Channel. I believe it comes on at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights, if I'm not mistaken. Is it Tuesday night? You know what, guys? Look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday night. (laughs) This week's been this week's been a fucking mindfuck for me, guys. I'm just being honest with you. Like, like I I just did it with such confidence. So you're like Tuesday nights, ladies and gentlemen. Is it though? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know because dude I'm telling you this is I've been watching everything that I've watched this week is yeah. in between uh, oh no okay guys it's actually on Wednesday nights it's Wednesday at 10 but okay. everything that I've been watching this week is is like in between fever dreams you know what I mean that is so, so everything's funny. a little bit of a blur I'm a little off off my uh, game today okay. but forgive me I'm glad to be back though missed you guys but that's it Krypton it's on sci-fi it's on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. and I think it's totally worth the watch so check that shit out up next, uh, I got another one. Now, Steve, I think this one will be close to your heart, man. And I, oh, I want you to watch this. interesting. So, a while back, a uh, little South Korean movie came out that you had turned me on to. Wee! By the name of Train to Busan. This is the one I can't really say anything about because I think it alludes to what happened at the end of the Train to Busan. I think you're safe. Okay, cool. Um, there's major differences with this one. It's It's basically set up as a prequel to Train to Busan. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's a prequel. All this happened, you know, pre that. But it's very similar. The The major difference with this one is that it's all animated. This is an animated movie. Yeah. And it's subtitled, so, you know. But so was Train to Busan. So if you liked Train to Busan, you're going to oh, like this too. Oh, man. I like the similarities of how they did this compared to Train to Busan. Um, the zombie movements, the zombie, their mannerisms. Uh all on point like it was like they were just watching the movie and just like animating along you know what i mean it looks really good this sometimes the story is a little weird um and it's you know the voice actors i'm i'm not familiar with any of these voice actors and and i'm not trying to be an asshole like i'll try to say their names um there's sung ryong ru uh oh look at look at francisca frey just chilling up there jun lee sang he lee and yoon kyung shim so like Nailed all of them right like you know all of them right we used to yeah, party back in the day party back in the day For but they, they do a really good job uh, if you don't like anime i think you're still cool because this isn't truly an anime it's sort of drawn like um, i'm trying to compare it to something it reminded me of kind of it's sort of drawn like it's kind of drawn like the uh black panther that we talked about recently the um the animated Black Panther that we talked about, or maybe even like old, like the 1990s Spawn on HBO. Did you watch yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's yep. kind of got that look to it. You can clearly see it's got that Eastern influence to it, the way that it's drawn, but it, it or animated, I should say, but it's, it's, it's not bothersome to me at all. I bring that up because some people don't, you know, when they, when they hear animation and they think of like, you know, uh, Korea or Japan or anything like that. They're thinking big eyes and, you know what I'm saying? And it's, that's not the case. I'm not an anime expert either. So I'm not even going to bother trying to out myself there, but it's totally worth the watch. 
if you liked Train to Busan, you're going to like this one for sure. The movie came out in 2016, and it's uh, about an hour and 32 minutes. Now, when did Train to Busan come out? I think it was like two. I'm, I want to say 2015, but I might yeah. be totally. I might be totally hold on. Train to Busan is 2016. Okay, so I'm not exactly sure what's up with this one. If they had this one prior, because I know it came out after, but I don't know if they just had it ready to go or they just went, oh damn, we just really got to get something out and ride this train to Busan train. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like yes. More. Well, he, but, I know that there's going to be a um, there's a sequel already planned. A live action sequel? Yes. All the better. But just because it's anim- animation, please don't be discouraged by this. If you liked Train to Busan, you are going to totally dig this one. Uh, it's called Soul Station. Not S-O-U-L, but S-E-O-U-L. And um, it's pretty brutal. It's it's pretty fucking brutal. If you, know, if you like the way that the, uh, the kills, the zombie kills were, you're going to get all of that, but just in an animated form. So highly, highly recommend watching this movie. Is it a whole two-hour situation? It's about an hour and a half, actually. Oh, I, mean, I like, can't uh, wait, Gene. Right around, yeah, it's an hour and 32 minutes. I can, now is it, um, where, where can we find this little diddle? I found mine on iTunes. I actually rented it. Uh, when you? you're on the couch, when you're on the couch, like sweating into the couch and thinking you're going to die, that's pretty much the only strength I had was like moving my remote control. <laughs> so I just sat there and rented movies and stuff like that. You can watch it on Prime Video. I think it's like three ninety nine if you want to watch it on Prime Video. Other than that, those are the only two outlets that I know personally. But totally worth looking for. Check it out. And if you haven't seen Train to Busan, ignore like don't see this one first, even though it's a prequel. Like definitely watch Train to Busan because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sort of fall in love with that movie. There's something about that movie. I've only seen it one time, but that movie stuck with me to this day. And it's been months since I've seen it. Like I don't know when you turned me onto that. It was probably like like middle of last year or something like that. And uh, so dope. I fell in love with it. It's probably one of the best horror movies that I've ever seen. And it's definitely the best zombie movie that I've ever oh, seen. Oh, there is. It's nothing close. Yeah. So, nothing close. Yeah. Soul Station, guys. Peep that shit. You're going to love it. I promise. And if not, hey, this is free. Don't, 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 don't fuck with me today. I'm not in the moods. All right. So what else we got? Um, next up, sir. This is something that I believe you're watching or maybe you've watched all the way. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, man, I, I watched this is season two that I'm about to talk about. I loved season one. Oh. I, I, I buzzed through it really quickly. Season two may be better. I, I think season two is a little bit better. What I'm talking about is Santa Clarita Diet, starring Drew Barrymore and uh, Steve's favorite person, Timothy Oliphant. Oof. Oh, come on. You say oof. But no, I like has he him. not redeemed himself I to know, your, I, your eyes on this? Okay, he redeemed during The Office. Like, when I saw him on The Office, he was great on The Office. But I remember Kevin Smith's story about him, dude. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Remember that? We're talk- it's topical, kind of. Let's talk about it. Like, he kind of said, what did Kevin Smith, he called him, he made a really cool, um, he made a really cool um, joke about how he's kind of stuck up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so when he, when he talked about it, it was on one of the evening with. And um, yeah, dude, he he doesn't really he poke he kind of pokes fun at him. Timothy Oliphant pokes fun at Kevin Smith. Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith pokes fun at Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying he was telling a story about uh, Oliphant like messing with him or something like that. He calls him Tim- Timothy Oliphantastic. <laughs> so 
you know what? You never know. I mean, all we, all I know about this dude is the characters that he plays. There's uh, three in particular that stick out to me. Definitely this this character. Um, there was a movie that came out late 90s, I believe, by the name of Go. And I love that movie. And then, of course, Justified. But I think he's super solid. And I've said this over and over again. I think that he totally could have been a candidate for Jesse Custer for Preacher. But He would have been great. He, he, I think he really would have been fantastic. He would have been yeah, really he, good. You know, he has a little bit more of the look. If he grew out his hair, he'd have a little bit more of that look. But um, there's just like an intensity about him. But oh, the yeah. intensity is completely removed in this here. He plays uh, Drew Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant play Sheila and Joel Hammond. And the story with this one is, if you guys haven't seen this, basically they're realtors. Realtors. Sorry, that's actually a joke in the, in the movie. <laughs> they said realtors. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I think that's why I said that. But on season one, they're realtors. They still are. If you haven't watched season one, you cannot listen to the rest of this. Yeah, but I'm not going to go too much into it. Something basically happens to Drew Barrymore. and um, Who looks really she, good in this show? She really does, man. She, like, she's, I was wondering if I was, if I was tripping. I was like, you know, she has aged fantastically. I can say this, and I don't mean this with any kind of like guy. I'm not throwing shade at her. I'm not yeah. insulting Drew Barrymore. I've always been a fan of Drew Barrymore. But they definitely worked her on this one. Like, if you look at her Instagram, she's not really looking. Like oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't know. I thought yeah. that was like, oh, because I hadn't seen her since, um, what's the movie with the three um, females? Three oh, women? Charlie's Angels? Yeah, I haven't seen her since Charlie's Angels. And I was like, oh, I she loved her fantastic. in that too. She, yeah, she, she's great. But she is so, so good in this. Oh, and Tim, that's why I said Timothy Oliphant has redeemed himself. Because sometimes you grow up. That's just what happens. You grow up. And you start acting cool. He seems like a really, he seems fun. But anyway, go on. And I never really heard anything about his attitude like that, too. So maybe the guy was in a bad mood one day. That's possible. I don't know the story that Kevin Smith told, but I got nothing against him, man. That's just between Kevin and I got and nothing him. but love for you, baby. That's right. You don't remember that song, yeah? <laughs> no, I do. I was going to do the, I just, I'm, I'm limited on my voice today. Oh, so so totally I'm going to try and return. Yeah. <laughs> After all that Michael McDonald shit I did, that was a bad idea for me to do that right there. <laughs> Because now I've got very limited voice. That is so funny. But um, yeah, season one, guys, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but something happens to Drew Barrymore. You know, it's kind of it kind of says it in the trailer, basically, but let's just say she she gains a taste for flesh. I'm going to leave it at that. Santa Clarita diet, taste for flesh. There you go. It's all I'm giving you. But I can tell you nothing but good things about season one and two. These guys, whoever's writing this one, and I believe his uh, creator's name was uh, Victor Fresco. That's it, Victor Fresco. Uh, wrote his ass off on this. The actors do great. The entire cast is freaking amazing. Uh, the kids that are on the show, there's uh, Liv Hewson who plays Abby, their daughter, and then Skylar Gazondo who plays the kind of a love interest his name, uh, by the name of Eric, and he's hilarious. You've probably seen this guy. What was he in? I'm, t- I'm trying to think of something that he was in recently. Uh, I think the last time I saw Skylar Gazondo was in the remake, and it wasn't a great movie, but I still liked him in it. Uh, the Vacation remake or reboot or whatever you want to call it with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. Uh, He he just, he has this like awkwardness about him that, that you feel it come through, you know, like, like think, like think of Michael Scott in the office. You know how you like feel that awkwardness coming off of him sometimes very much the same thing with him, but totally different characters, but very much the same thing. Um, there's another character on this show that she's actually my favorite. And uh, for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. And IMDb, I couldn't pull it up quick enough. But um, she is uh, this Asian girl that's in the show. And she works in the drugstore. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, she's just so dry. 
I don't know what it is about her. There's something that that's more endearing because she is. She has great lines in this, and this, and the arc that she takes in this, especially in season two, is, is fucking great. I loved it, um, and I'm, I want to see more from her. Steve, you had mentioned a second ago. We actually paused for just a quick second. Uh, you'd mentioned just a second ago that uh, she kind of reminds you of Aubrey Plaza. She has that that kind dude. of a mannerism about her. Totally like on the money with that. Yeah, yes. I love Aubrey Plaza, dude. Yeah, like, I fell in love with Aubrey Plaza on um, Parks and Rec. But she definitely has that thing going on. It's like this dark, I'm saying really, really dark shit to you without even changing the look on my face or anything. She does it perfectly. I laughed. I sat down to watch an episode, an episode of it. And I did not stop until I was done. We actually watched the entire thing this week. Just in one... Her name's Ramona Ramona Young. Thank you very much, sir. No problem. I would have to say it's probably the best series that I've seen come out of Netflix in quite a while. And it's got its own flavor of things. And it's, it's definitely, it's like dark comedy. And um, they're already set up for season three. They set themselves up beautifully for season three, actually. And I'm going to let you discover why. But check it out. Yeah, I'm very yeah, interested check in out Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, guys. Uh, it's probably my number one recommendation. And then lastly, uh, out of all my watches, was uh, something that hit me like way harder than I thought it was going to hit me. Uh, I went actually did to get a chance to go to the movie theater. And this could be the best movie that I've seen. Ever, maybe, maybe it's in the theaters, guys. So if you look at scan the theaters, you're going to you're going to be like, what could it be? Is it Ready Player One? Is it? No, it's not. Uh, The movie that I'm talking about is something that um, it really moved me. And it's it's it it just came out. And uh, what I'm referring to is I can only imagine it's the inspiring unknown true story behind Mercy Me's beloved Christian chart topping song. I can only imagine. And I'm 100% completely fucking bullshitting you. I did not watch this. That's what I was about to say. I was about to be like, hold on. This has to be an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. No, no, okay. I didn't watch it. No. Nicely done, but I knew it as soon as you were like, oh, I said, I said no. a key word where you're like, oh, no, 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 he's bullshit. And I know. But no, I did not see all I can only imagine. If you like the movie, check it out. I will not be watching this movie, but hey, dig it on. But that's it for me, man. I'm sorry. I, just, I had to fuck with you a little bit. It is April Fool's today. I could have executed it much better. I know. In retrospect, it wasn't executed properly, but I'm blaming the flu brain. So if you were going to say, if you said, hey, Steve, okay, I know you're going to laugh at me, but I got to say, I went into (laughs) this because there's nothing. If you would have done that thing, because even then I would have said, no, he would have just seen Ready Player. Now, if you would have said last week you saw something, I would have been like, okay, I got it. I just know that you would be like, what? <laughs> I was really hoping you'd be like, that would have, no, we would have gone into a whole different yeah. direction. I would have been like, wait, wait, the critics hated that. You no. liked it? I don't know how bad it is, man. I mean, I can only imagine how bad it is. You know what I mean? Very well. Have you heard the song? I'm, I, I'm almost sure you've heard I've the heard song. I've heard the song. Yes. I've heard the song and setting. How did you hear you the know song? What? How about a story for another time, sir? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. How would you have heard I'll that song? I'll just say song? that I've heard it at, at several funerals. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a pretty sad, sad. Yeah, it's, a, a it's a sad terrible, song. It's a, and it works. It works. It does the effective job of what <laughs> it's what, supposed man, honestly, to do. When, it's funny because I'm thinking through, like, how could I have done that better? But honestly, if we're being serious, and I am being serious right now, yeah, that song has made me cry because it was a song. Okay. All right. Fuck it. I'll tell you the story. So, um, Oh no. Is this going to get really kind of? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Don't though. Cause I just have a feeling. I think I know where this might go. 
and I don't know if I want this to go that direction. Just don't don't reply, and I'll move along. Okay, fair enough. Oh man, it was the song I heard five minutes after my dad died, right in front of me. Like like, and then we all went into the kitchen, and my cousin, who's very religious, played that song, and about ten people just bawled at a kitchen table. That's it. No moss. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it down. I'm kind of feeling bad about the whole I can only imagine joke, but I'm sure the movie's terrible. So let's 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 go ahead and carry on here. Jeez Louise. <laughs> In oh other news, God, I have a tumor oh. on my... No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> but yeah, Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Highly recommend you guys check it out. And uh, that's it for me so far, man. I was really hoping to get Ready Player One in, and uh, the flu decided that it will be next week. But what do you have, my friend? Well, I can only imagine how much you're going to enjoy uh, that wonderful movie. (laughs) The first thing I watched, okay, you know I'm a hip-hop person. So when I saw that a show called Rapture, Massive Pill was doing the show called Rapture on Netflix that followed different hip-hop artists, I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. Um, So the first episode, I'm like, okay, press play. And it's logic. Okay, real quick. I just want to, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to immediately shut up. Um, I have seen this particular episode, so we can definitely talk about this. Okay, now I can't wait to hear, because, okay, here's how good the show is. Because I went in thinking, okay, maybe Logic isn't who I think he was. He is exactly who I thought he was, but the documentary did such a good job on him that I still liked it, regardless of him. Okay. But he's exactly who... I imagined in my brain he would be. I'm curious what you mean by that, because I'll tell you that uh, I had no familiarity with logic whatsoever. Yeah. Nothing. My daughter knew who it was. We were watching it. She was like, she was singing. She knew some of the songs. Like, you like logic? Like legit knew him? Like, or did she's like, oh, I've heard of this song. Or was she able to be like, oh, I know this. Like she was, she was literally rapping some of the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess her friends listened to him and she, but I have a feeling she's not giving me the full story because she seemed to know a whole shit ton about logic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she knew, she knew, um, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, they show his wife on that. Yes. And so she was walking through the, you know, to the kitchen and she stopped and she was watching and she's oh, logic. And then it showed his wife and he said something about how much he loved her. She's like, ooh, they just got separated. So clearly she knows more about logic yeah. than she's letting on. Yeah. You know what I mean? She likes logic. I guess so, yes. yeah. Like, likes his music, yeah. yeah. But I'll, you know what? I'll tell you, man. Um, for not, okay, I'm not even referring to his music. So this is why I want to know where you're coming from right here. Ah, okay. Um, his music's not truly for me. I didn't really find it bad. It's just not something that I'm into. You know what I mean? Um, anyone that has decent flow and can do that clearly can hit a mark and can clearly strike into the heart of, of somebody, even if it's not Dan or Steve, something's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but I'm so oh. far removed from it that I just don't feel that it's something that I'm ever going to like oh man, I got to go pick up all the logics now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Um, yes, yes. That said, the show is fantastic. I really, for one episode, like I'm totally hooked and ready to go back after we're done recording and watch like two more episodes. Dude, they did a, uh, I mean. Outstanding. I don't know what they did. How did they, I mean, Mass Appeal really needs to, this needs to be their lane because they do do a, they're the ones that do the um, rhythm roulette. Where they just, you have to pick a random uh, record. 
same I've people. Seen, I've I'm seen like, that with oh, LP they're before. Good. That's, that's actually pretty cool. Yes, oh, and they just the have to people? randomly pick records. I'm like, that is such a good challenge. Totally. To show these guys aren't just flukes. Yeah. They're just really good at what they do. Um, and so I'm really excited to see, um, like with Logic. Okay, so Logic in my brain was a very, um, like talkative, excitable, anxious, emotional guy. And when I saw the show, I was like, yep, that's what he is. That is who I imagined he was. And that's not someone that, um, um, he, I mean, he's a very, uh, not charismatic. I wouldn't call him charismatic. He's a, he's, um, he has a lot to say and always is saying something about something. (laughs) And sometimes those people can get on my nerves when they, there's always something and something is always deeper in his brain than it actually is. I'm sure he has profound thoughts on everything. You know, his opinion on something is probably going to be, oh, no, this is how you should do it. He's that guy. Oh, no, race relations would work if we all just loved and cuddled each other. And that's just not how it is. But in his brain, peace, love, and, you know, positive thoughts, it it works. Uh, And that's him, which is fine. I just thought that the documentarians were so good at making a compelling show or episode about this kid that I'm not interested in that I was like, wow, this was, there was still little nuggets that I found in there that I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting that that's happening. You know, that's very interesting. Um, there's a part in the, sh- in the show where he's like, I'm at a level now where I need to tell people if I don't like something. I need to just tell them straight up. But they never show that. That's the one thing I was like, I would like to see that side of them. Well, actually, they, they did show it a, a very little part. Very little. Where, where, like the piano thing where it's like, do some stuff on the top. That's not really showing me. No, 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 you're right. You're right. But I think, I yeah. think what it was is they actually, because we're kind of talking about it like it's reversed. Um, I do have a different yeah. opinion of him than you do. So this should make for an interesting conversation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they actually showed that part first. And then okay. it was like him going, yeah, you know, these days I feel like I, I can't just, you know, I forgot what he, how he put it, but like, you know, sugarcoat yes. that shit. I need to have something done right away like that. That's how I took it. And um, we were, I was texting you when I watched that one. So obviously you knew that I already seen that one, but yes. um, I, I gotta be honest with you. Dude, I like the guy. I'm not talking about his music. I like him. And the reason that I say that there were several, there were several reasons why I said that. First of all, anytime that someone can promote positivity this day and age, I'm all for that shit. It doesn't mean that I have to like what he's talking about, but it's a lot better than hearing the negativity all the time. Yes, the negativity is there. Totally the negativity right. is That's always going to be there and we're and we're well aware of it, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's it's like when you hear the positive people, that's when you're like, "Oh shit, that that still exists." And there are people out there that are younger than us. I believe he's like 28 years old or something like that that are trying to bring this to the youth. You know, and it's it's a whole different youth. We were talking about that on um on the pregame, not necessarily the same thing, but you know, like for instance, the generation of our kids, they see things in a completely different light now. Like they're the, I really feel like this generation that's, that's upon us right now is the generation that is, is now set and ready to try and change the world. I think even ourselves included, I just don't think that we, we uh, were quite ready yet. You know what I mean? I think there's obviously the, the exceptions, but I think on the whole, I don't think that we were the, the, uh, 
generation to really make a big impact, a big change. I feel like the kids that he's talking to are those kids. And it really kind of warmed my heart to see, you know, someone stopping and stopping the show and addressing the crowd and telling them these things. Uh, there's a song that he's famous for, or that's where he got his fame for, for the most part. Pardon me if you're a Logic fan. You're like, that's not fucking true. I just discovered this guy today. Okay. So I'm not going to act like I know a lot about him, but there was a song that they were talking about. The one that made him popular, um, called 1-800, which is basically a, that's which, huge. Yeah. That's huge. I'd never heard it before, but it, I, I kind of loved it. Yeah. You know, I'm saying the point. Of yeah, it yeah, exactly. Like, the fact that he did it is, is when I saw that, I'm like, I can no longer say that, um, his mute. Cause remember, I, I, I mean, music isn't for me, but I can't say that his music doesn't matter. If it saved one life, his whole career. Exactly, is man. That's how I feel about that. And, you know, um, just his positive interaction in general, there's a part that's very close to the same scene that we're talking about. But he gets on stage and uh, he's, he's doing his thing and he's like, hold up, stop, 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 stop. And he looks down at someone that you don't know who it is. He's like, are you trying to take my yeah, job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he brought, so he brings this kid up on stage. That was so dumb. Yeah, he brings this kid up on stage. Wait, the kid was probably like, what, 10? Something like that. Maybe. maybe 10. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to rap, you know, you're going to rap with me. You're going to do this whole song with me. And I just thought it was so adorable. The kid's like, okay, let's do. Oh, wait. Oh, so he's like, cute. mom, can I cuss? Yes, <laughs> his mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> so his mom cute. was in the front row with him, you know, and she's like, of course. Yes. And, and he, he killed, killed it. it. This kid killed it with him. Like, he was perfect for it. And that was just like, that was something that was, um, again, Super influential when you think about that. There's a lot of bands that do that. Green Day is one of those bands that will pull people up on stage and play with them. Uh, the Foo Fighters are very much like that too. And Logic to add to that. Now think about this. Okay, you could look at it two ways. The first way would be, oh, hey man, I got to go up on stage last night and I busted some rhymes and, and that's it. And it was yes. cool and I got a cool story to tell. Or did Logic just change that kid's life? Or... Here's what jaded Steve. <laughs> Here we jaded go. Steve. What's up? Here's what jaded. Th- okay, he had a VIP pass around his okay. neck. I was like, my first thought was like he was a plant. No, I don't think he was a plant. Though. Why? Why? Why not though? Why would he have that neck? Why would he have a VIP situation? Because he's a big fan. Maybe his mom bought it Maybe. for him. I know, like, for instance, when 21 Pilots came to town, I was calling everyone and their mom trying to get a VIP pass to get my daughter so she could meet them. Totally. So, yeah, sometimes parents just go that extra chances of the... Totally. Now, that's what jaded Steve. But the Steve now is, like, who cares? I don't care if it was a plant or not. It was a beautiful moment that touched Yeah, it really kind of... I mean, even if you had a plant, if you had a plant, that means you found a kid so talented that he was able to rap your song, then I can't hate you for planting him. Because if I found a kid that talent that was able to do all my stuff, I'd be like, yeah, put him in the front row because this kid is, but I don't think that, the, I think it's truly, it was just a kid that's such a huge fan. And um, do I have nitpicks? Dude, I think he's, uh, mind you, he's 28. Yeah. Even though in my brain, that's young. I'm sure he thinks he's old. Ain't that um, fucked up? I know what you're talking about. Isn't that fucked up now? Yes. <laughs> Be like, it's crazy. You know that 30-year-old kid? You know, that's fucked up. <laughs> He's still young. I know. And the thing is. I got you. I know what you're saying. He doesn't. There's things that he doesn't know that um, has affected his, his ascension. 
There's a, there's a, like when he's like, man, they tell me that, you know, I pass. Be like, but you don't understand. I could have just been an accountant. Da, 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 da. I'm like, that's something a young kid that doesn't understand. There's a lot of rappers that would be able to tell him, bruh, trust me. You did get a little bit of a push because of what you look like. You look different than some kids that rap just like you. So you got a little bit of a, a lift. But another point he made was like, yeah, but a lot of people are like, you you don't belong. I'm like, yeah, true. But I think as he gets older, he's going to be able to explain that a lot better than he does now. He doesn't know yet. He's not into that. I mean, he's been, like he said, he was working how many months out of the year? He doesn't have a chance to look up and get woke about certain things. He doesn't. He just doesn't have that time to just sit there and just immerse yourself in racial politics. He can't do it. He just cannot do it. But regardless, what I love to see was when they're like, hey, what's your favorite logic line? And people were just spitting them. Yeah. I'm like, what does this open though? What if a kid never listened to hip hop before? He listens to logic, loves him. Who does he now start listening to? Oh, well then let me look and listen to this. Who's this Nas guy? Who's Biggie? Who's Pac? Who's Big L? Who's Tribe Called Quest? Who's Q-Tip? Who's Daylight? Like what? Like that little 10-year-old kid, who does he now start listening to? Because he likes this music. Bruh, that kid's going to not just listen to Logic for the rest of his life. Of course not. Logic is opening the door to this hip-hop thing. And, And when Logic was talking about, you know, people that he listened to, I was like, you know what? That's really dope that he listened to like LL. You know, he's at Def Jam, which Def Jam is just synonymous with a huge hip hop stars. Another thing I didn't like was he was like, the way I flow over a beat is different from everybody else. He's young. No, it's not. And I'm sure you know people who do just the same thing. You know, like when we go, I'm going to knock you out. He didn't go, I'm going to knock you out. Who suck the bit up? He didn't do that. He was like, don't call it a company. Like he was in the mix yeah. just like logic that's what i'm saying like come on logic you're not the only one that no does yeah I, I hear i mean you know with the whole, even even nowadays everybody want to talk and they got something to say that's not your th- people have done it twister twister did it. i mean like people have done what you're doing but he's i have to give him a he he believes he's like i'm gonna be one of the best performers of all time the only way you get popular is if you believe that yeah you can't not believe you're the dopest ever and then be who he is. Jay-Z can't be like, I'm all right, and be Jay-Z. Exactly. You just can't. That's what not, I was going to say. You can't get in front of Madison Square. Yeah, you can't be in front of Madison Square Garden and be like, I'm all right. No, Jay-Z has to come on stage and be like, oh, by the way, in case y'all forgot, I'm Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Eminem has to go out there and be like, oh, by the way, I'm Jay. Dr. Dre and Snoop have to get out there and be like, oh, you you want me to hear, you want to hear just the first measure of a song y'all love? So they have to believe we created the best thing of all time. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I get why his thought process, I might not agree with some things, but I'm like, but he has to think that. He has to sure. think that. And, and for lack of better words, there's a certain swagger and arrogance that yes. goes you with that. You have to have that persona. Yes. You can, exactly. Like you said, you can't be like, you know, um, my, well, my mother told me to knock you out. So yes, I, I, there's exactly. a good chance you that have I might knock you like, out. However, if yes. I don't, bygones, you know what I mean? Like you got to fucking come out there and yeah. like you, like you own it. Kill it. And that's what he's and doing. Here's what, here's what, here's what made me really not, I adore his existence. 
here's what made me adore his existence was he didn't kick anybody to the curb. Nope. Nope. That's when I was just like, let me tell you something. I will not to another person say something bad about logic again. He could have easily found the baddest, most amazing producers. He could have gone to like Ninth Wonder, Just Blaze, Kanye, uh, Pharrell. He could have gone to anybody to be like, hey, give me beats. He stuck with who he was yeah, with. Yeah, one of his good friends. His seven circle years. is the same. He exactly. brought him it's to so- like, where was he from again? Like Maryland or something like that? Maryland, and he brought yeah. his friend to produce. What was his name? That's Six, you. I think is was the guy's name. Dude, yeah. yeah. And he brought him to Los Angeles with him, and they're like, you know, best buddies now. I, I, I got to be honest with you, dude. I loved the whole story. I love every kind of love. Again, I'm not a fan of the music. I don't think it's shit, but it's just yeah. not for me. But I kind of loved everything about that episode, and I kind of loved. You're everything. making me like I it. I loved more. everything about him. I think that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that's what the world needs right now. We need more people like that. I love the way that his fans were with him. <laughs> in particular, there was this one guy. He, he did a Q. There was a sec, um, there's a scene where he does a Q and A. Yeah, and yeah. dude was crying when he was talking to him. Yes. You know, and yeah, it's it's kind of silly. And then the asshole in me was like, "Look at this fool!" But at the same time, Logic is doing that to him. Logic hit his heart. And I don't know what mu- what news did he have. I don't know what that guy. Yeah, because I was jaded. That guy just wanted a hug. Yeah, and maybe he got terrible news, and he's just like, "I really need something because I'm on the edge right now. I need something today." And Logic was like, "Sure." And that's my thing, dude. I can't. I mean, this really told a story about a kid who started doing something at a very young age. Yeah, it's a grassroots story. And this is a thing that, you know, his dad had issues, whatever. His mom had issues too. But they they didn't dissuade him. Even with his being on drugs, his dad was like, if you want to rap, rap. That is a huge, that's a a signal to people with artistic children. If they're like, I want to be in a band, well then let them. If they don't want to do anything else but that, you, it's your job to give them a platform any way you can. Because you might think, oh, they're not going to go anywhere. Well, then if he wouldn't have let him rap in front of some random group of people at 15 years old, we wouldn't have logic today. And he's totally right. When he got on stage, he said, it ain't about the money you get. It's how you got that money. I was like, oh, that's an interesting quote. And then I loved how he's like, yeah, money doesn't matter. He's like, but sometimes you got to flex on him. And a song came on about flex. I was like, you know what? That was smooth. I didn't see it coming. I was like, yeah, oh, that's I, really I know dope. exactly what you're talking about. I know I exactly like, what you're talking about. That is so smooth where he's just like, I know money doesn't matter, but ever, ever so often. And I was like, you know what? I can't. But again, the thing that said I'm not going to trash him is that he brought his boys along. Like, a lot of cats forget their boys. You know what I'm saying? They all their boys forget have where they come from. Yes, all their boys have stories about all they have is stories about how, oh, I produced for this person before he got big. But now, literally, they're still doing the same. They're do they took how they make music. They take it, and you saw how they showed that big studio, but they're only yes. surrounded by they're only working by a computer and a keyboard on the side of the studio. I'm like, oh, they're doing it the same way. They're just bringing it and plugging it into a bigger studio. But they're still working the way they used to on this little setup because that's how they work. And when they were doing the lights, he was like, 
they're like, yeah, the timing's off. And Logic was like, we can't do it through Ableton because Ableton's a thing where a lot of, you know, up and coming producers have. He's used to that working. Why isn't that working then? How I assume isn't that, that was working? a software. Is it that is correct? totally a software. He's like, why don't we just, it's just like Logic Pro or any other software you'd use to make music. He's like, why can't we just sync it up with that? And the dude was like, no, 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 no. It's just the timing. And Logic is like, well, I know how this works. I'm not just, can we do this thing? And I was like, you know what? He's a kid. He's a, a, a gr- well, man, he's a man that he knows how things should be in his brain. These are how things should work. Um, and I'm like, I can't hate on that. I loved how he was so polite to the cameraman when he was in his way, when he was trying to look at the dancers. Yeah. I was like, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that guy. I'm sorry. And I was like, you know, he's really sorry. He does not want to look like that guy. But he's like, I really have to see this. And I'm like, yes. If anything, the cameraman should have been like, why am I blocking his way to see his dancer? What am I doing? But he's like, I don't want to be that guy. Can you please kind of, uh, so I can watch? I need to see this for the show. And I and also how um, the tour manager said, these are all such specific musician things. He said, he wants to walk in with the music going. I was like, oh, I totally get that. He doesn't want to come in to silence a count off and then the music go. He wants to come in with the vibe already going. Does he like the vibe already? Is that the yeah. vibe he wants? And you saw immediately. Yeah, he was trying to. Yes, go ahead. Go for it. He was trying. He was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 not at all. Along the lines of what you're saying, I think that's exactly it. I think he 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 was trying to like, okay, I want it to be right here. I want the crowd right at yes, this point, exactly, at this level. Exactly. When I step out, yes. shit's going to go off. Yes. And, and that's what happened. It you know, was he, that's, that's an artist right there. That's a showman. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, um, I kind of jokingly made a uh, text to you when, we were, when I was watching it. And I said, uh, yeah, this dude's fucking crazy like me. I'm not comparing myself to Logic. Let's just say that first of all. But what, but what I meant by that is that I can totally appreciate the, like, I need things to be A, B, C, D. Dude, you I guys are this very, when you said way. that, I was like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, it has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do. It, it does. Just, you, well, you, I completely related to yes. what he was saying yep. because I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, someone that's, that's, you know, focused on being a showman, but not just because I want people to clap for me because it has to be a full thing. It has to, you, this is the vision I have in my yes. head. And it has to get out. That is so And I'm not going to fucking dude. take no for an yes. answer. This is how it has to be. Yes. That's you. Because if Lipson said, oh, I cut out your show. You're not going to be like, can you put it back up? You're going to do like he did, where it's just like, why did this happen? How did this happen? Was it on my side or your side? And how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? I'm like, oh, that's damn. He's not going to just be like, okay, Lipson put it back up. He are, they already did it. Good to go. You're going to want to know, why did this happen? Is this something I did? Did I upload it wrong? No, we did something on our, our side. Okay, do I need to make it shorter so that doesn't happen on you guys, your side anymore? I'm like, oh, that's damn. <laughs> I honestly, I, I I have to agree with you, man, on that. Like I again, I'm not comparing myself to Logic per se, but I I appreciate his um, methodology. You know what I mean? How he goes about things like that, there, and I really appreciate how he is with his crew and the people the people oh, that work yeah. with him. Like there, like he was saying, there was a part that he said something to the effect of like, you know, uh, when something's going wrong in the show, I'm not just going to just yell at someone and and you know be that guy, but I need to figure out what it is. So I'm going to ask them. You know, it's almost like this dude's been in management or something like yeah, that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he, he was like, because he was like, okay, I'm not going to accept. Oh, my bad, my bad. That that's not an answer. 
I, okay, great. That's your bad. I'm glad you established that. But why is it your bad? Oh, it's because I fucked up. Okay. Well, how did you fuck up? And how can we, more so, how can we prevent the fuck up? What can I do to make the fuck up not happen? Totally decent. And I really appreciated totally that. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't ego. It wasn't like, I got to nope. get rid of this fucking person. He, I don't know, man. I, I got to tell you, not so much music wise. Uh, I don't think if I heard a Logic song, I would turn it off or anything. Like I said, I'm not going to go out and buy his catalog. But I think I'm a fan of Logic. No, he can and, undeniably rap his butt off. There is... No question, no one questions whether or not Logic can rap. We got to put that on the record. Like, if yeah. if it was just, uh, if I had a beat uh, just going, like if I had a uh, grinding going or something, and I was like, hey, Logic, spit a freestyle, he's going to, he will be able to go anywhere that he's not, say somewhere no one knows him, he's going to get on that beat and people are going to be like, did you see this dude? Because he can rap. He is a great Right, he literally honed his skills. For he wasn't just a, a, a just oop, uh, you know, hey, I got luck. No, he didn't get lucky. He actually is a rap. He knows how to rap. So my son likes him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've heard stuff that I did like from Logic. I think the more he goes into different genres, as far as his um, his uh, like ballads and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's I'm not into. But when he has just that normal. Uh, rap stuff. When he wants to rap, he can rap. He can just rap. Like you know, that's big things to me. He's more of a rapper. You know, he's not that like we were talking before. He's not that conversational rapper, which is okay. You don't have to be. That's not a. That's a segment. There's some people that can just do that. But I like his his. He can rap. There's he doesn't have a disrespect for the culture. He knows the culture. Um, you know that's why people like him. People aren't going to be like, I'm not working with Logic. No, they'll be like, oh, no, Roger, Logic can rap. So, yeah, I'll work with Logic. That's dope. Um, but, like, dude, look. All in all, I'm going to say, um, watch this show. Uh, as a matter of fact, your boy's on the next episode. Uh, Killer Nas, Mike. right? Killer Mike. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. He's with Nas. I shouldn't have ruined it for you. Uh, Nas oh, is sitting there. Spoilers. He, no, he shows him an unreleased song that they play on, on the actual documentary. They play it. And they let Nas see it or hear it, and he's listening. And here's what I'm going to tell you, he says. At the end of it, uh, he's like, yeah, so that's the song. And Nas said, can I say something? And you already know where. <laughs> it's Nas. He can say whatever he wants about anybody's song. But he's he's honest with Killer Mike. He's straight up honest. And, oh, I can't wait to And not even movie. worried about it. Because who is he? He's Nas. Yeah, you could think whatever you want about me. Thank you. You can I'm not. exactly if, if Nas, <laughs> I've done all of this, <laughs> and it's very constru- like what he says. Here's what like in Nas's mind, you take someone on a ride. You're supposed to tell a beginning and end. Like they should know. Oh, this is what that song's about. He's not a rapping about bullcrap. He has a story. Every one of his songs has some sort of story. You know, some sort of. I mean, when you're putting out Illmatic at like seventeen, eighteen, G. I mean, who are you? That album is so... That album is insane. I mean, my gosh, when I look at what I was doing in 1718 compared to him putting out Illmatic. Jeez Louise, G. Man, I could tell you this about about Rapture. Yeah. The documentarians made me a fan of someone who I had no How idea. How weird is that, huh? That's good storytelling right there, man. There's there's a, that's a gift right there. You know what? You're right. You're right. 
a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the documentary, The Director and the Jedi. That's yes. on the Star Wars yes. news. And dude, I got to tell you, same thing. It, a good documentary can be just as good as a movie that just tells a story. That's true. You know what I mean? And uh, I think this is it, man. But you know, I'm always partial to the the music documentaries. Same that, with that's me. just my thing. Because I love it's it, you know? time consuming. Like, they have how many episodes and how long did they follow these people? Like, this right. wasn't just an overnight, let's follow a few people some few hours. No, they said, here is the scope of what we're doing. And that is a big scope to follow all these different people for how long and condense that into. And mind you, they're an hour each episode. This isn't a small deck. I mean, there's 30 minutes off from a full on documentary. Right. That's it insane. takes a lot of time to put all that together. And, you know, that's a like lot editing, of like here's what's genius. And I knew you would see it as an editor. There were times where logic would be rapping on stage and they'd mix in the actual song. Like they'd fade yeah, in that. the actual MP3. I'm like, do you know how pain in the buttish that is? Like, cause if it's sped up a little bit, they have to speed it up a little to match Logic's performance. That's crazy. I did catch that. <laughs> that is crazy. So I was like, okay, yeah, they're doing their, but they're, I'm sure that they're, mu- they're, they're at least have a music background to be able to do this. And so um, again, people, if you don't watch, if you, Want if you like music, if you don't like music, if you're a person that likes watching documentaries about people who are really good at what they do, watch this. You're gonna see people who are at the very top of what they do and how they got there. Because maybe if even if you say, Oh, Logic's not my favorite rapper, but where is he now? He's at the top. And if you want to know how a person works at the top, watch it. Like, watch that. Watch the the movie, and it's very interesting considering the events of the last few weeks where he, um, you know, he had some personal things where he's like, um, to put it quickly, they're like, why do, you know, people wondering why he divorced his wife. He said, I want to be single. That's a fair answer. But then you also watch the documentary where he said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I don't think those things go against each other. You can totally be the happiest you've ever been and it not be true a year later. Can I ask you something real quick? Yes. When did you find out about the divorce? Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So you, so you knew of him already. Yeah. Just like he wasn't. See, okay, again, yes. that makes sense. I've known about I, him. I, this is literally the first time. This show is actually going to tell me how far removed I've gotten from hip hop and rap. You know what I mean? Like I, I like, I don't listen to Two Chains. I don't know who Just Blaze is. I don't know a boogie with the hoodie. I don't know. Oh any no, of that. you do. Uh, Just Blaze, you do know who Just Blaze is. You just don't know. I probably that you, do, yeah, but I can't pick. Yeah, he's a producer. He he only does so like um, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Boom Boom Boom. He did that, and, okay. and then he All also right. did Boy Ba Boom Boy Ba Boom Boy. He did that beat. He did bre- He did like a bunch of those um, sample. Oh, he did um um uh uh. Dang, what is that song? Um, Oh shoot! Uh, he does. He's a big sample guy. Oh, he did um pump 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 it up. You know what? Again, it's just not. That's not really something I've been really diving into lately. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, that's and, oh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. a little bit removed from it. But you know, my my uh, my comfort zone tends to stay in the '90s when it comes to like rap and hip hop, '80s and things like that. But it doesn't mean. 
like again, you know, I love Run the Jewels and there's been the outcasts and Wu Tang and all that shit, but it's just there's I it's just not something that I listen to oh, all the time and I've completely yes. it's not even like I've intentionally done it, but yeah. I've been removed from the culture a little bit and this is very interesting to me. So I love looking at these things from behind the you know, like what they're doing behind the camera to inform you of these things. I am completely sold on the show and I have no idea who half the cast is. Yes, totally. And um okay, I, I just okay, how about this? Oh, you've heard um Touch the Sky by Kanye West. Yes. He did that. He produced that. He did uh okay. he did um uh girls, 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 girls uh do it by Jay Z. Yeah, 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 he did. Okay, so he's so he's been around see again, I'm probably sound ignorant, but so he's been around for a this while. Is, this is stuff going that's what they're doing. Like this guy, they're going back. Like just Blaze has been like just like Nas, like just Blaze came out like ninety nine as a producer. And then he came through. Uh, so they're probably going to be following him in like Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder, uh, he does production. And so that's going to be more your circle. Like you're going to like that because that's your room. You create from behind the glass. So you're going to be able to see how these people are creating stuff from behind the glass. They might not be on stage, but they're creating from behind they're not the ones that are going to, but they're editing and creating and all that stuff. So that was like, oh, that's going to be right up dance. Because I'm sure you would have, you would have probably watched a documentary about six, right? How he cut. If you and, can make an interesting documentary, oh, I'll watch I'm it, down. Yeah, I'll watch it about You anything. know what I mean? Like, I mean, any music documentary I'm going to, I'm going to love. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Rapture, that's on Netflix. Um, look, if you, like I said, if you want to see someone that's really good at what they do, I think that's going to be right up your alley. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, this is definitely a must watch. Check it out. Dang, a must watch. I like the sound of that, man. I think so, man. Would you not agree? I, like, I did totally you not find agree. that highly for one episode? I found it highly entertaining. I found it educational. I felt it uh, that it was inspiring. Um, I came out with a warm, gushy feeling, man. I know it's not going to all be logic all the whole time, and I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But if they can tell a story like that and make me that interested in a person I had no idea existed prior to this watching it, yeah, I'm in completely. All right. That brings me to, I think I'm going to really, like what I have to say about something are only like two things. Because Ready Player One, we're going to save till next week. Um, do I really want to say anything about it? I'm going to wait till I'm watching On My Block, which is a, a, a show on Netflix, which I, I really like so far. I want to finish it because so far I love all the characters. I love all the kids. Um, I know all the kids. You know what I'm saying? I know each and every one of them somehow. I've met every single one of these children. So um, it's really fun. It's a coming-of-age story about kids that – are raised in a certain area of Los Angeles. Uh, normal kids going to school, going through life, you know, they have a cool little circle. And it's it's fun seeing their coming of age story. There's not necessarily a through line. It's just teenage bullcrap we all remember. We all remember this stuff. And uh, it's just a fun show, so check it out. I will come back on a more full review when I finish it. But that's on my blog. Uh, can, I, can I chime in a oh, little yeah, bit on that's that right. one? I forgot you saw that. Yeah, I saw three episodes of it so far, and... and I don't even know why I stopped watching it. I think it just, I got busy or something like that, but I plan on going back to it too. Um, you're right. It's, they, they make a show that's super relatable to a certain demographic of people. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like okay, for instance, you have, uh, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I started, I went down a road and I just completely spaced with flu brain, but uh, everything sucks. 
You know, yes. that's a, a genre yes. specific, uh-huh. a time specific show that relates to certain people more. I would imagine more particularly the people that grew up in the nineties. Yes. But if you grew up in an area, particularly something like Los Angeles, all the shit that's going on there, it's, it's all seems real. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Told like it's me. all, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. I did not grow yeah. up like that, yeah. but I'm sure these things are going on, but these kids are so damn talented and so like lovable. I just, I love these kids, you know what I mean? So I'm very much looking forward to watching this show. Uh, three episodes in, and there's really no reason for me not to finish watching it. Um, I was, again, I'm trying to figure out why the hell I stopped watching it, and I have no answer for you. But I would have to say that this is definitely one of the ones that's, on, it's definitely on my list to watch still. And um, I've got nothing bad to say about it. I, I think it's definitely worth watching. That is on my block on Netflix and we will come back to it when we all finish it both me and Dan um, the la- the one I really want to say is I watched today a friend of mine not because uh, you said you were going to watch it and a friend of mine uh, uh, at work said hey um, check out The Handmaid's Tale I don't know why I've been saying oh, had yes. maidens this whole time and it's not handmaiden I don't know why I keep on saying that but The Handmaid's Tale on Kulo I was like okay cool he's like it's on Netflix I said oh perfect and I go to Netflix. I'm like, of course, why would I even? For the for a lot of folks, they all blend together. And I'm like, well, it's not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. So um, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me give this. You know how I think. I automatically think I'm probably not going to like something. And so I'm like, right. let me give it a gander. Brother, look. I am <laughs> in. I am in dog. The There's way, a reason uh, it won. Man, it is so, I mean, I had to stop watching it because I put, I was like, okay, let me put it on pause. And let me, I had to, I put it on pause and then I um, adjusted the note, edited the notes for uh, to put in what I've been watching on the show and I fell asleep. But I, I'm talking about it. as soon as it went off, I'm like, oh, snap, I am in. Especially the song, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's a song they play at the end of the first episode. Oh my god! Oh, I know what you're talking oh, about. I, I have like, seen they two just of the episodes. Nailed it! They just nailed it! And I thought it was such a good. I mean, this is a. I, I don't. I don't know if there's. I'm, I I saw Handmaid's Tale. That was an older flick or an older show, and I don't know if this that's the source material, but look, I don't think so. Oh, is it a book? Or is it just an original story? No, I think it's just story. I think it's just an original story that's produced uh, you know that that Hulu got the rights to. Really? I think it's as simple as that. I could be wrong. So there there's a whole nother handmaid's tale that came out. Maybe I'm wrong, man. Maybe there is I don't know. I truthfully have no clue, but regardless Okay, when I first saw this show, the trailers, I assumed it was an old show. Not an old show. I assumed it was a, a period piece made in like the 1850s, 1860s because of how they were dressed. And I'm like, right. I got the same vibe. Yeah. And I was like, I have to be in the mode for that. I have to be in a period piece mode to watch that. Unless it's like the Vikings because Vikings is just like, hoorah. Yeah, let's go. You know, that whole thing. No, I totally get what you mean about that. I, I have to prepare myself to do a period. Bingo. Piece but it, my friend was like, uh, it's not that I'm like, what is it? He said, I can't tell you, but I'm letting you know that's not what it is. I'm like, fine. So it's quite the opposite, actually. Bruh, it is quite the opposite. And I mean, you know what's the scariest thing? 
You know what? I don't think you know what I'm going to say. You know what's scary about this story? That it could happen? Dude. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> could it though? Dude. I don't why, how, why? I don't even know exactly what's like, what the, I don't, because I've only seen yes. a couple episodes. I don't even know what the, the end game is. You know what I'm saying? But, um, are there enough people that would say no? Do you know exactly what set that whole? No. Hasn't said it motion? yet. See, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Could it really happen or whatever? So. I don't know. Stuff like it's a this very is very yeah, interesting concept. It scares me nowadays because I'm seeing, I've been forced to see how many people are going along to get along. And I'm like, right. oh my God. Is it? Cr-? I mean, other than a certain aspect of the show that would have to happen, that is happening in the show, if someone wanted to take charge like this, are there enough to say, no, I won't go with it? Because look, even there's a part where they're trying to make people say a certain thing. And I'm like, well, dang, I get why you would just be like, you know what? Shoot, just say it. Who cares? But it's an indoctrination in this show that they show how someone could be brainwashed. And you know you're being brainwashed and you just allow yourself to just go. Because this is what it is. And I, man... From what I get out of it, though, Steve, I don't know if, if that's necessarily the case. Like, I don't think it's just a matter of someone allowing themselves to be brainwashed because maybe it is. But from what I saw, it doesn't look like she had very much of a choice. That's what I'm saying. You just allow because that you're not going to be Sarah Connor. You're just not yeah. going to do that thing. That's what I'm saying. In order for this not to happen, you need a bunch of Sarah Connors, essentially, to say uprising time against the guns. You just need a bunch of those warriors. I just remembered that I actually have covered this on the show, but no one's heard it. You know when I covered Handmaid's Tale? It was the very first episode that we did that didn't come out. Oh, yeah. The very first episode. What should have been episode one was something that I talked about that one. I think I talked about like the uh, Lady Gaga documentary. A couple other things like that. But yeah, I did. That's when I was talking about it. So it was fresher in my brain at that time. But there's just some disturbing shit in that movie. Like the the series, rather. Dude. You know, the scene where you've got a June Osborne, who plays Elizabeth Moss on the show. And then you have the... Uh, no, excuse me. Elizabeth... Sorry. The flu is definitely kicking back in, guys. I apologize. You have Elizabeth Moss, who plays June Osborne, is what I was trying to say. But um, the Waterfords, the couple, the main couple. Yes. Like, that whole scene Ooh, of what goes on with wee. them, the three of them. Man. That's... You know, you just know that... Uh, Mrs. Waterford is not real stoked about this whole situation. Dude. And and the thing is, what's interesting is what the character is attempting to do is, I mean, she's looking at a, what I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. What I think, because I've only watched one episode, what I think she's doing is something we'd all would do because you just don't think this can be forever. Not me, maybe everybody else, but not me. However, when you see what her issue, her situation is, it's fairly daunting. Like, it's fairly daunting. But you have to believe not me. You have to believe not forever. Otherwise, what's the point? Then what's the point even going on? I might as well just run and get shot. You have to believe I am going to get out of here and whatever the else. And there is other things that are making her want to get out of here. But still, it's such a daunting when they when they're showing everything that's happening in this town. 
I'm like, oh my God, dude. I mean, oh my gosh. It's, and, and I literally, when it went off, I was like, oh, has it been an hour? Oh, snap. Well, then I gotta, I gotta go to the next one. And so, you know, and here we are now. I'm going to literally binge this whole freaking season, dude. Hey, and getting back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, this there is it's based off of a novel okay. uh, written by Margaret Atwood. It came out in uh, 2017, I believe. Good Lord. No, that's not correct. Oh. Yeah. A New York Times essay published in March 2017, as well as... In the new introduction to a 2017 edition of her, oh, got it. Sorry. So they did a they did a new edition of it. But um, I would say, hey, everybody, if you have a chance, not even if you have a chance, well, if you have someone that has Hulu or if you have Hulu, um, take the week trial just for this. <laughs> take the free week trial just for this. Yeah, I'm back in it now. It was it was just kind of off my radar, but I'm kind of very much inspired to watch this, particularly if you're going to binge it. I'll binge it along with you. That's it. And that's all that I've been watching, brother. I believe that brings us to this wonderful part we call, oh, what is it? The <laughs> Daily Damn It. Damn it, I was hoping you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this brings us to the Daily Damn It. That was supposed to be, what is that? Is that Morse code that they do? When it's like breaking news. Oh, we're old. I yeah, know what we're you're talking old, about. Yeah. Dude. I don't even think they've done that for hell. Like there's some sort of beeping that's happening. I think it is Morse code. I think from now on, we when we do the news, we should have typewriter sound Well, this just in. We've watched way too many movies. Daily Danit, what's our first news? I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Still not an established name. It's so good, though. (laughs) I'm really into like... Daily (laughs) Danit. It just puts a lot of pressure on me, Steve. That's all I'm getting at, brother. so funny. Oh, my God. That's funny. Every time I say it, every time I say it, it's funny. All right. What's up with the news, man? What you got? So, numero uno, friend. See how I did that, folks? Called it the Daily Danit, and I got him doing the news. You got me to do it. So, the first thing of news that we have is the following. Why did it... Okay, so the Tommyknockers, uh, James wants to direct Stephen King's adaptation of the Tommyknockers. Number one, yes. did you see the Tommyknockers, the first one? Uh, the TV series yes. back in the 90s? Unfortunately. Yeah, it was not good. I it thought was it was good. fairly spooky. Uh, you know what it is? Is that I read the book. Oh, I was, what did you When do? I was in my teens, man, and like, I like my... Er, actually, through my teens... I read a lot of Stephen King. Dude, he that is was amazing. Did you read that 12-something 61? Oh, yeah. The 1123? Oh, God, what is it? We have You're making to me have, uh, screw up on the history. We're going to have to have a whole episode dedicated to that book. I finished it. Whole episode. Speaking of Hulu, did you see the series that's on there with yeah, starring James Franklin? Everyone said it's not as good as the book. Yeah. Not as good as the book. The no, book, it really wasn't. when it ended, I had to put it down and just look outside for a while. It really just makes you go, huh. I mean, Whoa. dude. <laughs> yeah, like, it. he did time travel per... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. Take Fucking that out. Because it, it is technically a surprise in that book. So, um, you said you read Tommy Knock. Obviously, t- Stephen King's books are amazing, so they're not going to be anywhere near the actual factual movie but i thought tommy knockers for when i was a teenager it was spooky to me dude i watched it i just don't remember i remember being disappointed by it 
but I kind of am with, especially back then, I was always sort of disappointed with anything that they brought to life out of Stephen, From Stephen King. King. With, the ex- with the exception of Christine, uh, Pet Cemetery. what else was a really good what one? What about uh, It? It in the 90s? Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'll be the bad guy in the room. I fucking hate it. You're kidding. I, You're kidding. And when me. I go back, and I tried to watch it again when it came out, the re, you know when they yeah. the new it came out, and I was like, this is unwatchable. I cannot watch it. That it's clown was freaking terrifying. I just think it's the lamest thing ever. Everyone just loves Tim Curry in it. Yes, he's so amazing, dude. I well, I'm glad that you enjoy it, brother. <laughs> I'm just telling you that <laughs> you rock that shit till the wheels fall off. <laughs> But it's just not for me, you know. I just I don't I, understand. Well, okay, because we were around the same age watching it. I don't know how you walk away from that movie saying that wasn't creepy. I don't understand. I don't know. Again, I'm pretty selective with what's what what scares me or what I find creepy. You know what I mean? I'll read the two book. different things. Yeah, I'll write. I'll read the book and see what the book's talking about. You're talking about the Tommyknockers or it? no? It should I should I or do I know? You should too absolutely much? read no. it. No, no, absolutely read it. There's several ones that, if we're talking about Stephen King personally, you got to read it. You absolutely have to read the Tommyknockers. Um, there is a he wrote under a pseudonym by the name of I think it was Richard Bachman. I believe it was Richard Bachman. I want to say no, it's not Stephen Bachman. It's Stephen King. Uh, Richard Bachman, and he did this book of short stories called the Bachman Books. Yeah, and that's where they got the story of the Running Man. Uh, there's another one in there that's called the Long Walk. That's just, that's amazing. There is a story that I've always wanted to see be made and now with the way things are i don't think it'll ever happen like if it does it'll be 20 years down the line um it's called rage it's so fucking good man but it's not a happy story it's about a kid that loses a shit in class and you know it's it's about guns in school basically i'll leave it at that i think actually it would be effective now i think some people that love guns might not like it but Stephen King's on the other side. Yeah, he he would make it so that, oh, I'm going to show you. Since everyone loves guns so much, let me show you the obvious end to this. I was thinking about that just last night, as a matter of fact, when I, when I read this news. Yeah, man, it kind of seems like it should be made. But I just think that it's just such a hot button right now. It that really I don't know is. if it would actually, it's, it's the timing of it. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like a, it's not an anti-gun book. It's not it. It just shows what happens when someone loses their shit and brings a gun to school. Yeah. And uh, But it's so well told. It's one of my favorite Stephen King stories, or excuse me, Richard Bachman stories ever. I think I still have it around. If I do, I'm going to slip it to you, dude, because I think it's, For it's, sure, it's like a very dude. short story. Yeah. If you have Tommy but, um, Knockers, this, please, too. Yeah. And then um, what else came out um, out of that book? There was one more. There was The Running Man, Rage, The Long Walk. And I could be wrong. But I'm, and I can't remember what the name of it was because it wasn't Stand by Me. But I think it was the short story of where Stand by Me came from. Oh, word. so it's a really solid book. Yeah, it's called the uh, the Bachman books. If you haven't read this, guys, I will and you definitely. Like Stephen yes, King, I will definitely check, check it, out. it out. It's all the stories are just so dope on there. So, so you're yeah, looking forward I to the time. Oh, and also, Misery was great too. The movie. Yeah, Misery was good. I'm not a big Kathy Bates person, but it was I a good movie, her, dude. I love Tommy her. Knockers. I don't know what it was about the Tommyknockers, dude. Like, The Stand is an amazing... I cannot wait to see when they bring The Stand to life. Didn't uh, they already it, do same it? Same thing. They did, but again, it was a 90s series, and it That's just true. didn't do anything for me. As long as they don't do anything and, like, put freaking Matthew McConaughey in or something oh, like that, dude. then we'll be okay. I don't but know. He shocks of, sometimes. There's a little bit of a... 
you know, it's been a while since I've really dove into Stephen King. But from what I understand, there's there's something like I think there's something coming out where they may actually like a series, and they're sort of tying all. What's it called? Oh God, is it Banger Banger Maine? Because all a lot of the stories are based in Bangor, Maine. And I can't remember if it has something to do with that. But basically what it's going to do, it's going to be like the Stephen King universe all in one oh, that's really continuous cool, connecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one continuing connecting story. What I'm getting at is that I thought I recently heard this, man. Unless I'm totally making this shit up. But I, uh, I don't think I am. That the man in black that's in the Dark Tower. Dark Tower? Yeah. Could be the, they call him... Um, Oh God, what was it called? Uh, the walking dude was one of the things that they called him on this. But um, there's a character that's like that. You know, a, this dark, ominous character that's sort of the, oh. the total antagonist of the story that's yeah. all powerful and everything. And uh, I think that they're going to fuse those two together if they haven't already done so. And I'm just like speaking out of flu talk. But um, you know what really excites me about this? The Tommyknockers was a great story. Like when I remember reading that, and I could not put that book down. Stephen King's very wordy sometimes, and uh, every once in a while, certain stories I'd have to put down and just, okay, okay, I'm ready now. I'll take an hour break and then go back to it. I could not put that freaking book down. It's a really thick and, book. Yeah, so, it, yeah, see, Stephen, what, what, in my opinion, he'll take 40, 50 pages to tell, here's how the, here's how the living room is. From the carpet to the you know from the carpet to the ceiling here's what this person wears here's it like they he gets you into okay i'm in this world totally now i know where the streets look like so when he's like so tommy's driving down or riding his bike down the street passing that pink house i'm like oh i know what the inside of that pink house looks like i know what the street looks like because he spent the whole first chapter telling me out so then when tommy dies you're like oh no, because you he made you love this character because he spent 120 pages in the beginning getting you. So now you don't want any of the characters to die because you know them all. He's very wordy that way. Same with Edgar Allan Poe. He did the same thing. He sets you up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a bad situation because I know way too much about this person. His narration really does a good job of painting what's going on. Oh, in their dude. Heads, you know what I mean? Even which is always no, why I like a lot of people say, oh, the, the, the movie wasn't as good as the book. Because, you, yeah, I totally get that. You're not, you're seeing these people do these actions, but you don't know what's going on in their head making them do these actions. True. Or what they're thinking true. as they're doing these Yes, actions, it's true. Know? But the Tommyknockers is, is an amazing story. I'm so excited about this movie. I really hope that it happens. I know they're in talks. Uh, it should be James Wan, from what I understand, who directed yep. The Conjuring and yep. the upcoming Aquaman. Hopefully, it'll be good. Oh dear lord! But I'm I'm all ready, dude. I'm all ready for it. All right. I'm not really uh not not really sure what's gonna happen with Aquaman, but I'm down for some Tommyknockers. All right, that's Tommyknockers coming out possibly very soon. Um, Todd Phillips' Joker's origin movie is a Dark Knight prequel. Okay, dude, dude. Uh huh. I want to know what you think about this one, man. But first of all, before you say anything. Because I was going to ask you this. What did you think of Heath Ledger's Joker? And more important, more specifically, what did you think of The Dark Knight? I like The Dark Knight a lot. I like The Dark Knight a lot. I I, I wasn't... Um, I, li- I liked it a lot. It just, I wasn't on the level everyone else was. I just thought it was a good movie. I was like, oh, I got you. that's I'm good. Right along with you. I really liked it. But when people were just like, oh my God. I was like, oh, I'm not there with you though. I just thought it was a really yeah. good Batman movie. I mean, the only—I mean, mind you, the only one I ever did that for was Batman with Michael Keaton. I walked mm. out of there with my life changed. 
Like, I was like, oh my God, what did I just watch? I mean, my favorite Joker is still uh, Nicholson. Agreed. It's not even, he took, and I love Heath Ledger. I love that he made it from a different um, series of comics. He did a great job. I just thought what uh, Jack Nicholson, he was an older gentleman, which was different. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Looking back, that's a very gutsy move. But the way they did his mouth, jeez Louise. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was so uncomfortable. And then uh, when he did something uh, around a table, something happens and he wipes off the normal skin and it comes off as a clown. Like his skin yeah. is fake. That was that. that I was, was like, uh, oh my god! Because I just thought, oh, he, he washed gets off water splash. Yes, on him, wasn't it? Like she throws a drink in his yes. face. Yes, looks up and he's got that. That was like almost horrific. It was hor- because you it was thought the you thought the color was fake. No, yeah. it was. The, yeah. I was like this. Oh, his skin is that. You had to paint his normal skin over that. I was like, oh my god. Like if that was to really happen, oh my, that would be terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then how how he gassed everybody and they all had that black hole sun smile. Yeah, I was like the black hole sun. Gee, there's a movie coming out called Truth or Dare, uh, from Blumhouse, and every I'm not I don't even know the whole premise of the story, but everyone that is uh, gonna die or the possessed or you know the the person that's affected by this whatever it is, they all get that that mouth that black hole sun smile it thing. started with the joker yeah i think you're probably i right still don't know how they because they have a they have a um a video and pictures of how they did his mouth that way but it is such a weird thing the makeup artist did that even like his mouth is normal and it still looks like he has it's such a weird prosthetic and it's very unnerving. Even when they don't put all the makeup on, they just show him in the getting the makeup done. I'm like, that's unsettling. You could walk him out like that. And that's unsettling. The mind of Tim Burton, dude. The mind of freaking Tim Burton. What is wrong with him? I mean, it it's was a dark, dark place. <laughs> it's a, a dark mean, place. There's nothing that dark for me in Dark Knight. Like the way that... Um, I think it was the realism. It was. It totally it was. It was, it was, um, it was a, the real, I loved the risks. When I look back, the risks that he took, he walked this line full of minefields. I'm going to get Jack Nicholson. Oh my God. What are you doing? I'm going to get Michael Keaton to play Batman. Oh my God. What are you doing? I'm going to make it dark, a dark comic book movie. Oh my God. What are you doing? I'm going to get Prince to do the uh, soundtrack. How do you make those things work? Like all the stars lined up for him perfectly. Dude. You know? It all worked out. Maybe it was a hard struggle to get all that to happen, which I don't know. There's probably a very interesting backstory there. But yes, all of the stars lined up Bruh. to make a great, great movie. All you know, of I, which I, just, I still think to this day that it doesn't hold up as much, but I still love it. I lo- Yeah, I think uh, my son watched it and I was like, uh, did you like it? He's like, actually, I really liked it. I said, really? He's like, it's just a good movie. It's an interesting movie and Jack Nicholson steals the show. And he did. He took what should have been a Batman movie and made it his own. When I mean, from the jump when she said, oh, baby, you look wonderful. And he looks back and he says, I didn't ask. 
Come on. <laughs> he was already the Joker. It just accentuated who he was. Oh, it was so good. This town needs an enemy. Oh, come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> and when he was shooting him behind his back and stuff and playing, and he just was like, <laughs> uh, and he just walked. <laughs> it is so good. And then wait, you get a load of me. Come on. Oh, that's as that's as famous as I'll be back easily. And his face you know, when he did it, my like, day. His face went all serious, and he's like, "Wait, do they get a load of me?" Oh, come on! Whoever wrote, I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Burton said, "I didn't write that line." That's probably my favorite line in the movie, actually. No question, because he got for once he went full dark. The everything was just super gr- menacing, and he's just like, "Wait!" And then he said, "Um, when he was doing that." Boop, what was that all about? I was just going to do that. What was that all about? I was, I was literally going to do that. And I was like, Does he, is he going to remember that? Oh but, my yeah. God. That was weird. And remember Jack Nicholson called Heath to say, look, dude, this role makes you crazy. And I think he started going crazy in that role. Jack Nicholson was kind of losing it. Cause where, when else well, has he done that thing ever again? Well, speaking of crazy, that's what, um, Heath Ledger did like he you know he's one of those method actors yeah so he was like embodying the Joker I don't even without the makeup on I believe he was like being dark yep. the whole time around everyone and everything that, that's so fucking weird but if I guess if it works and makes a great totally. movie great but god that must be weird. but Jack Nicholson like if did, I was an actor yeah. you know like uh so what's up what's up Heath what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what weird. I mean? Yeah, that's no, so dude, weird. I'm just trying to be real with you for a second. I just want to know if you needed like a, a snapple from the Yeah, store, and know? he fully immersed <laughs> yeah. himself. Jack Nicholson didn't and he still told Heath Ledger, this is a dark character. You have to, and he wasn't even immersing himself like Heath was and he still said, look, man, I mean, but also, I think the makeup has something to do with it. When you see yourself for 10 hours looking like that, your brain is kind of like, oh, that's me. That is now me. And you turn into that thing. Man, I got to tell you, I'm actually kind of excited about this movie. Are you really? Like, because, well, here's the reason why. Um, I'm sure that some people are like, what? You know, I, I, I love Batman, but I don't love Batman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm not so, it's not my Star Wars. So I can totally see if people are going like, oh, God, what are you doing to the story? And, and, and you're, you're ruining it. And why does this even need to happen? The fact that it's in kind of in Christopher Nolan's world, that's really intriguing to me. The fact that you have Scorsese, who's going to be directing, doing this is super intriguing to me. And then I'm, did you read the synopsis in this article here? No. Check this out. 20 years before Batman saved the city in the Dark Knight trilogy, Gotham was a dangerous place. In the crime-ridden narrows, one man tries to escape his unfortunate lot through a passion for theatrics and stand-up comedy. However, one bad day is all it takes in this city, and soon the well-meaning man has become the world's most dangerous criminal of all, the Joker. I, I, I'm kind of down with that, dude. I don't see... There's no wrong for me. Why do they call it Todd Joker Phillips' origin. Uh, Joker's origin movie? Todd Phillips is the writer. Oh, he's just writing it? Scorsese's directing it, if oh, I'm not mistaken. But he, dude, he did The Hangover. I don't know. I, I'm just intrigued. I'm a little excited about it. I think it could be cool. If, if it's not cool, um, I'm not going to go away like just hating on Twitter. No, or, I mean, you know what I'm my, saying? he like, also did War Dogs, and I dug War Dogs. Oh, I loved War Dogs. I man. thought so War see, Dogs people really can re- 
you can hit bumps in the road. And it, and depending on who you ask, the hangover is not a bump in the road. The hangover is a very successful, you know, series of movies. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it just depends bro-y. on who you ask. Yeah. It's like a little too bro for me, but I get it. I got you. I, I totally But there's it. someone out there that disagrees with you. Oh yeah. You know I mean? He's like, so, yeah. so, it clearly, they they it clearly was successful where they felt like you know what we need to make what was it three of them right? I believe they well yeah the money kept and, and the thing is the, of course if he's gonna make a broy because <laughs> War Dogs was broy too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. I liked he's it. He's got a bro thing. He has on. a bro thing, and I'm like, oh, he brings that because some people just that's in there. That I mean, School for Scoundrels was that guy Billy Bob man, uh, Borat he did look dude. He's clearly got a, a formula, I guess. Yeah, say, and he has or, that bro thing going. Yeah, and so he's I'm, got a template. Yeah. I'm wondering, but the thing is, here's what what he has going for him. Martin Scorsese made the bad video with someone who had chains on all over his body, and Wesley Snipes. He made that video awesome. Scorsese is. It's funny that I brought up bad. That's a great video, but it's. If with anybody else, it would have not been that fantastic. You know what I'm saying? But dude, Scorsese's gonna he's not gonna make a bad movie. That's what he won't do. He'll walk before he makes a bad movie. I'm sure that this is like tearing some people apart, you know, because you know they they just they love their Batman and I completely get that. But I think what excites me personally, or why I'm why I'm happy that this movie's coming out is because it sounds very interesting. And if it if they can pull it off. Fucking awesome. That's fantastic. You know what I mean? But if it doesn't happen, like my heart's not so true to the Joker that I'm going to just be like, oh, my life is ruined now. And it's, it's you know what I mean? Like I can just walk away and be like, eh, swing and a miss, but I'm cool. And that's how I feel about the entire DC universe though. I'm prepared to see something awesome. And if it doesn't happen, oh, well, that's cool. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think there's, there's more for me, there would be more to lose if they started screwing up like Marvel movies. And I think that's just a bias but I think that, you know, you having uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, I don't think there's anything wrong with that there. Like this picture that that's on the article there where it's kind of like split, that could work. Are you looking at that? Have you seen that? Yeah, dude, bruh, just don't get me started on Joaquin Phoenix. Ever oh, since nah, his little, ever since his little. the When he was doing the rap oh, thing. Oh, dude. Yeah, and I get it. He's it's, another artist. I am dude. so done with that. I am done with Joaquin Phoenix. But I loved, Phoenix. I loved Walk the Line. I thought that movie was, or excuse me, uh, Ring. When I say walk the line, yeah, walk the line, right? Yeah, it was. That fine. was the movie with it was the, fine. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, when I came out of my mouth, it just didn't sound right. But it, yeah, no, it I like that. Totally movie. fine. I mean, like it's it's he's he's a good he's good <laughs> he's a good actor. Here's what I will tell you: if you're gonna act a fool like that, you better be a great actor. He's good. I don't think he's good enough to do that stuff he does. I just don't. I don't know. I'm in just I'm just intrigued. I. I I kind of can't wait to see what happens with this. And I, I wish it well. I hope it's going to be successful. So do I. Because they're taking, I know they're taking their source material from the, the Killing Joke, which is an amazing, amazing comic. So if they do it right from the Killing Joke, it's going to be incredible. If they do panel by panel. I don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case. I mean, I mean, in general, if they just do panel by panel in general, if they're taking it from there, I I mean the that origin story is amazing. It's really good. Have you read it? That is one of the um, the animated ones that came out, right? Was the Killing Joke? Uh, yeah, but it's also a book. The book. No, no, no. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I, I was thinking that I'm pretty sure that I saw the animated version. If there is, it's not bad. 
<laughs> I have guys, I'm not even going to front with you right now. I'm sitting here and I'm like feverish, literally feverish and just sweating buckets. So please, I apologize if I'm seeing removed. I'm really trying to struggle through this last part, Steve. All right, here we go. Ready, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, 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 no rush. No rush. I'm just letting you know that if I seem a little bit removed, I apologize. I'm just realizing that talking, I haven't talked this long in a while, a couple of weeks. And, uh, I'm I'm starting to feel sick again, so we don't need to speed it up, like speed it up. But just be aware of that's why I am the way I am. If I seem a little off this week, folks, that's exactly what it is. So the next piece of news: John Boyega says he's he's talked with Marvel Studios about MCU role. What do you? I mean, it, does this do anything for you? Um. Well, you saw the picture that was floating around. Yes. Uh, the fan art of him as Blake. Yes. I never even asked you what you thought about that as a hypothetical. Hypothetically, yes, it will be great. I just think a lot of people have talked to MC uh, Marvel. That's my only thing. I'm like, yeah, but they talk to a lot. If of nothing people. comes of this, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. However, Boyega is kind of blowing up right now. True. So... You know, I, I that would be cool. And if he did a Blade movie, that would I'm be fantastic. I did like that he was giving the the love to Wesley, though. I mean, like that's that's for him. Yeah, you know he, what I mean. Yeah. Like he said it a couple of times in a couple of different places, but he is saying, well, yeah. But I have been in talks with the MC, you know, with Marvel. So and Wesley on, still man. can do it. Yeah, he could for sure. Or what if what if it was like um, what if they brought him in as a cameo? Like it's the that Blade would be story. So cool. But he's in a cameo. He's not Blade in it. You know what I mean? I could, I would appreciate that too. I don't mind reboots. I just do them right. Or Blade has thing. a kid. Yeah. Now you have like a you know a continuation of the story. Yeah, that's possible too. We, and then that was something that I was going to say. Yeah. But, you know, it would be hokey. I just think I love John Boyega, dude. I do. I, just I think love he's John Boyega. I, I mean, and everything that I've seen him in lately, I actually want to see the uh, Pacific Rim movie. And I probably will. I don't know about this week, but I probably will check that one out. I hear good things about it, and I've got no no reason to not like that movie. I loved the first one. So Boyega all the way, man. I'm pro Boyega. I love Detroit. I love Boyega. Because the thing is, like, you see him fanning out with other stars being like, oh, my gosh, it's so great to meet you. And they're like, hey, bro, it's good to meet you. He's a fan that is now a movie star. Just like Tiffany Haddish. Right. He is a fan. That is now a movie star, but that doesn't take away that he still sees people and he's like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> like that, he still has that. He still has that effect. I like that. I don't like he's, people that are too cool for school. All of a sudden, no, no, he's being very humble about everything. He's he's coming up right. He's not. Uh, he's not getting that. Like uh, it has nothing to do with it. But you know, like, hey, American Idol. Now you're quote unquote famous. So yes. that's how you should you should carry on. Exactly. No, he's come up. He's he's you know he's done his paid his dues basically, man. He's very humble it seems like i really like john boy i like I him a lot we're gonna see some good shit from him in the future for, for sure. sure this is the one that i'm excited for because i love edgar wright other than you know the last okay the more i sit on um baby driver the more i'm just like it was fine <laughs> the more i sit with it but watching it with my son and seeing how excited he was with it it made me like it more but sitting with it, I'm never going to watch that movie again. Um, but Tom, Ho okay, so Edward Wright and Tom Holland are teaming up for a Ferris Bueller reboot. Dude, mm -hmm. dude, do you know how mm -hmm. good Tom Holland is going to be as Ferris Bueller? I don't know about this, man. Here's why. 
Now, earlier I just said that I've got no problem with a reboot if yeah. it's done correctly. Right? Yes. But in this case, why? Why? Do you know what I mean? Like, like because to me, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like a perfect movie for what it is. So why do we need a reboot? A sequel? Or something You like couldn't that? really do know, a that's... sequel. A sequel would mean that uh, Matthew Broderick's in it. That you would have to, I know, yeah, that's what I know. And that would that would be the thing that if they did do a straight sequel, then that would be the problem that everyone would complain with because it's not Matthew Broderick. Yes. I get that. Um, I think you're right. I think it's going to be good. Yes. I, I love Tom Holland. Um, Edgar Wright, you know, I have no problem with Edgar Wright whatsoever. I'm just, this is just for some reason, it's just one of those like, okay, that's cool. I, I get it. And I'm sure it'll be fine. But, but it's just like, why? I think it's going to be, I'm going on a ledge and saying that it's going to be really good. Like if here's what I hope so, man. Here's what's going to show me how good it's going to be. Here's what's going to be the key. If the poster is him laying with his hands behind his back, his head, it's over. Then. Like just as an ode to the whole thing. Yes, it's over. It's, You're going to base the whole movie on a poster. That's it. Because that means, <laughs> oh no, no, no. We know what you loved about that first movie. And I get that. we're not yeah. going to go crazy. Now, if it's a him running or, oh, better get it. No. But if it's just him with sunglasses with his head. Bruh, listen. Listen. And if he does the swing, uh, Kennedy, 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 so wing batter. It's over. <laughs> so wing batter. <laughs> if he does that, I'm leaving the theater being like, well, great movie. Don't need to see the rest. And they have to. There's certain things they have to click on. And I think he's going to tick all the boxes. Edgar Wright loves those movies. I'll say this. I, I will see it. Guarantee I'll see this movie. I'm just, I'm going to go into it with a certain level of apprehension. And for that matter, no matter if I like it or I don't like it, I guarantee you that's going to be one of the movies that I'll see again because I have to process. I totally I have such that. a high yes. standard for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Even though I haven't seen it for several years, I love that movie. It's one of Gail's favorite movies. But, um, hell, it's one of my favorite movies. And that's why it's like, okay. But that's, again, like, I, I, all, all the chemistry is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, for this to be a really good, all the ingredients are there. And even the garlic, brother, for this movie. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just like, why? And the only thing that I can really relate it to or think that's why they're doing this is they want millennials totally. to have their own, their own Ferris Bueller. That is know? true. That is true. Because it's like, it's like it's a lot of parents going, you never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Yes. Off? Nah. Well, come sit down and watch. Nah, I'm just into my phone. Oh, okay. Well, like most kids these days, I'm going to go ahead and let you just poo-poo everything I'm saying. But when you find discover it on your own, you come back and talk to me. You know what I mean? So they're they're doing it in a way where it's like, okay, well, let's make it modern. They're going to update it. Yes. Well, the, yeah, because the, the, um, <laughs> the article just explained how they're like, look, you got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got cell phones. Things change right. now. You can't just dip. But... Here's the thing, like with with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the way that I love that movie, I'm more likely to to um, buy a ticket opening day for for this new Ferris than I am for Avengers. Really? Easily, because it means something. To I got you. It affections everything, man. Yes, I mean I watched that movie so many times, and I. He was who I wanted to, like everyone wants to not only skip class, but skip school like Ferris. 
Yeah. He didn't just skip school. He's like, I'm going to make it a day and I'm going to sing on a parade float. I'm going to make this worth it. That is what Ferris Bueller did. And so I'm hoping, um, I hope they make it so that it's even bigger. Like maybe he saves the day somehow or something happens where he like saved a major thing and it was because of him and nobody knew because he took the, he, that's something. And I think Tom Holland, like his awkwardness is going to be perfect for Ferris. Do you think that they're going to do the whole like breaking the fourth wall thing? Yes, they should. They really should. If it's a Ferris Bueller's yes. movie, especially now that Deadpool, Deadpool already did it with the Ferris thing. Yeah, I think Tom Holland could. And here's the thing. Um, one thing I like the awkwardness of Tom Holland because we wouldn't be able to stomach a Ferris Bueller today, who's too cool for school and gets away with everything. This we just can't. I don't know what happened, but we don't like that guy anymore. We don't like him. You have to be messed up. Deadpool got away with being too cool for school because he got burned. So we're fine. You know what I'm saying? We're good with that. Because he has at least something that is wrong. But imagine if Deadpool looked like Ryan Reynolds and he was that guy. We just can't do it. Deadpool, if not being so successful of a comic, obviously wouldn't have been made. But I don't know if people would have been completely ready for that movie if they didn't already have that that Deadpool love because I think exactly. that, I think it would have simply been dismissed as another Ryan Reynolds movie and let's face it totally. his movies aren't always good you know so no and he's hit he's that every, every movie yes he's always like Ryan people Reynolds. just hire oh, he's yes. fucking Ryan They're Reynolds in Deadpool being... I mean he's that's that's exactly just, that's his that's character him. you know exactly he's just and and the thing is that's why um you know when they released that uh that clip to World Star um everybody was like oh yeah Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like, it just so happens he lives in an age that he is that person. I mean, the comic is written like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I can't say see stuff. any, and that's why he, I think he's playing this characters. I can't see anyone else in that role, but, but Ryan Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Just like, um, they were telling a story about, um, uh, I'm sorry, what's Thor's name? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth? Hold on. Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> yes. They're telling a story about Chris Hemsworth and you know he did Cabin in the Woods before any of the, and it was directed by Joss Whedon, right? So he's in there. When he walked into audition and he walked out, Joss Whedon said, that's Captain America. That big Australian guy right there is Captain America. I see it because he's just that big. He's not yoked. He wasn't buff then. But Joss saw something in him that he's like, that's a superhero. And when you see Cabin in the Woods, I'm like, I get that. He has that thing going for yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? And so when he was the one character that when um when they all walked out on the stage, remember when they did it at Comic-Con? Yeah. I said, "My lord, that looks like Thor." They found Thor. <laughs> like they just found him. And I didn't even put him together with Cabin in the Woods. I'm like, "That's homie?" Like he put on pounds just like Chris Evans isn't naturally that. He put on pounds and he takes it off between movies or whatever. But I think with um, where wait, why why did I even bring that up? You got the, you got oh, the flu now too, bro. No, tell me about it. Um, I think with uh, when you have somebody like a Ryan Reynolds that is just, hey, <laughs> I'm um, I live in an age where I'm Deadpool. It just so happened Hemsworth lived in an age where he's Thor. 
He lives in an age where he looks like him. Like, even in the comics, obviously, the comics, the dude is, I mean, no one's going to, come on, G. Some of those panels, you're like, word, he's that big, but he's a god. He's supposed to be at least, but he's huge, dude. (laughs) Like, he's a monster, but Thor is as close, and he's, Thor is as close to him as you can get, except for this this last uh, Taika Waititi. He's nothing like the comics. This last one, Thor doesn't joke like No, that. no, but it, but it worked very no, well. No, but I loved it. I think they should make good, because he's been around Earth for so long that you have to pick up something. And a sense of humor would make sense. But see, in the comics, um, when you hold that, the, when you hold the hammer, the the uh, Mjolnir? I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, the Mjolnir. When you hold it, it makes you talk like that. Even in your brain, you're like, why am I saying it like this? It makes you I talk sound like that. awesome now. Yeah, he was just like in the brain, like, so I need to go get a bite to eat. And then in you'll say, Dost thou have anywhere that you can like it changes the way you talk. So it's pretty You've cool. You've been into that. You've been into that Thor lately, huh? Dude, I know so much about Thor now. No one could tell me nothing. You've been trying to get me to read this for a while. I gotta just do it. Dude, you have got start with God of Thunder, the God of Thunder. But oh shoot, I should just okay. I'll we'll talk offline about this stuff so that I can give you something. Um. Anyway, uh, that is the size of it, ladies and gentlemen. Before we leave, Dan, is there anything you want to tell the people? Um. No, not really. <laughs> I want to say thank you for bearing with my uh, spacey brain right now. I'm I'm actually at a point right now where I'm I'm about ready to shut down this is it's weird how a podcast has taken it out of me but thank you guys thank you so much for listening i'm glad to be back uh thanks again to johnny bucks who did episode 21 flawlessly and with my man steve um but yeah i'm glad i'm home you know what i mean and, and I'm, I'm happy to be back we're gonna be back next week and i'm really hoping that it's gonna be a full-on dedicated show if you're in agreement with me steve to ready player one Faux show, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 22, and I'm Jazz, so we're going to miss you, but until next week, I'm your host, Steve. My name is Dan Ramirez. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Heroes of Noise. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Write in comments, questions, check out the website. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're going to do this all over again, and we're going to bring you a dedicated Ready Player One show, guaranteed, all right? So with that, I bid you all adieu. Peace.